Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who considers chocolate a food group, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm great. That was a great intro. I, first of all, I'd like to point out, chocolate, it should be a food group. Do you not like that take? I mean, I like chocolate, so I don't have like a, a major opposition to it. Like, sure, I guess. Chocolate is great. Actually, quick little story before... We, we kind of get into the podcast here. Uh, obviously, we've been on a little bit of a break, but um, I don't know if anyone has had... There's a dessert called a babka, okay? I just learned about this. Have you ever had a babka? No, what is it? So it's like a bread, but they like intertwine like uh, this goodness in there. So we, my family got this chocolate babka, and it might be the most amazing thing I've ever had in my entire life. It's amazing. Highly, highly mm-hmm. recommend. But this episode today is actually our holiday special episode. So obviously, we have been on a little bit of a break. Trevor and I were in different cities uh, for a little while here. Um, and we will be for a little bit, but, and we will be returning in January. I don't think we're not returning. Um, so this one, we're actually going to be testing this episode out a little bit. We're just going to go. This is going to be a long episode. So if you guys yes. want longer episodes from us, tell us you enjoyed this episode, because this is going to be a very long episode, way longer than a normal half hour. I mean, we might even, what do you think? Should we maybe invite a special guest? Uh, we might have to. I mean, I, it's, it's going to be a so long much content. Episode, yes. We've been gone for at least three weeks, so there's so much content, and we might need a guest for this one. It's it's going to be a fun episode. I, I think we we might bring a guest on um, in a little bit here. Um, but you know, it'll kind of be like our normal episodes a little bit, but just substantially longer. Is the yes. best way to put it. So yes. give us the rundown on everything we're going to be talking about today. Okay, so very uh, chaotic episode maybe is the right word for this. We're going to start off a small talk. Uh, the USA USC men's basketball team has received a notice of allegations. Uh, they might be in a little bit of trouble. James Wiseman, he's preparing for the NBA draft. We have Luka Doncic, who just signed with Jordan. Zion, apparently now he's been he's been out for a while, and there's now people saying that the Pelicans need to teach him how to like walk properly, I guess. I don't know. Strange. Um, we're going to talk about our time in Columbus, where we watched Bronny James and Sierra Canyon take on LeBron's alma mater. Then we're going to get into trivia, which we're going to do a little different today. Then we're going to have randomly ranked, and then our main topics, which we will get into many things in college basketball, college football, the NBA, and the NFL. It's like we said, it's going to be a, a doozy of an episode. We're just going. There's going to be no time limit. Trevor, yeah. when we started the podcast, I told Trevor, I was like, I want half an hour episodes, which I like. I think you like now, too. You've learned to like them, right? Yeah. And, but you wanted them longer, so I, I feel like you're really excited for this episode because we're just going to go. Right. So let, let's just get right into it. We're going to go right into it. Uh, USC, uh, Southern California. You know, the University of Southern California basketball uh, received a formal notice of allegation from the NCAA. So, Trevor, can, can you go a little bit into what exactly is the allegation? Do you have it uh, down here? Um, so, one of the assistant coaches was actually arrested by the FBI in this investigation. Um, this was a little weird. Um, USC is now the fourth program to join, like, the notice of allegations, joining Kansas, NC State, and Oklahoma State. So, this is another program that has now joined that. Um, I don't have, in this article, I don't have, like, a ton of details, but I know it had to, um, do with their assistant, Tony Bland, who got in some trouble. Mm-hmm. He was fired in 2018. Um, it, it seems like he, from it was just, what like, I'm reading, a corruption it's, scandal, Yeah, it's basically. corruption. It's bribery and fraud. It's, it's, yeah. this, it's the same thing as, you know, there's some stuff with paying people and stuff like that. It's yeah. like Charles Dawkins stuff, or Christian Dawkins Christian stuff. Christian Dawkins, the same, yes. Same thing. So, what what is your take on this, dude? I mean, this whole thing, it's just kind of crazy to me how, like... This stuff's kind of known, and like, there's not really a ton of, you know, uh, drawback from the universities. Like, what do you what do you think? Yeah, it just seems like it's more the fallout of what kind of was going on this summer. Um, so, you know, it, it's interesting that it's taken this why uh, taken this long 
for the, this to come out, whereas, you know, the other three programs came out, I believe, in the summer. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, right now we're having a lot of discussions about should we at least give players the name and likeness, which we have talked about major occasions, and, you know, I would like the players to be able to use mm -hmm. their likeness. Yeah, I think, I think we agree um, on this Yeah, I think we agree on that. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, hopefully we, we don't know what USC's, like, if they'll get, like, a postseason ban. Hopefully not. I don't like when teams have postseason bans because it just takes more teams out of the running. So mm -hmm. hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I mean, the whole thing is just kind of ridiculous to me. I I wish this stuff was kind of solved. Um, so I, I think we'll just kind of move right along. It's, it's just kind of is what it is. I mean, yeah. they just basically just told them, hey. I mean, they're breaking you the rules. Comply with us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, before we continue, there's two things I want to mention. Number one, we're very sorry for the sound quality. Um, as we are back in Cleveland today, we are not in the amazing setup with our amazing producer, Max, Max yeah. Marco. We're missing you, Max, if you're listening out there. Um, hopefully we'll get back in contact with you soon. Um, about our next episode, which, again, we'll, we'll be back uh, in Bowling Green. Late January. Uh, yeah, late January on the good setup. I think it'll be that Sunday. What is that Sunday, the 26th? Yeah, the 26th. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be back up and running on the 26th uh, without any worry. But shout out to Max. Uh, I did not come up with a new word to describe him today. Do you have a word word of the day, Trevor? Um, well, we've used mogul. We've used, have we said, like, the extraordinaire, like the... Oh, we'll throw that one um, out there. Max, you're, you're an extraordinaire. He's, a, he's elite. Elite. He's, he's, he's an I'm elite sure product. An elite producer, elite human. Uh, but let's move on to the next topic, which is James Wiseman. Um, as we know, James Wiseman uh, is left uh, Memphis. Um, that was kind of in the news. And basically, uh, he was suspended till for 12 games until January. I think it was January 16th or something, 12th, 10th, right around there. So he was almost back. Um, but he decided just to leave Memphis as a whole and prepare for the NBA draft. Uh, Semi-similar to Ben Simmons. But at the same time, not because Ben Simmons at least finished out the season. Right. Um. So, what do you think is is this the right decision for someone like James Wiseman? I mean, it probably is because he's now he's gonna be able to conserve his health. You know, there's no really right. Um, not as much of a risk of injury, so he's gonna get the you know really focus on preparing for the NBA draft. You know, get maybe some feedback from from some scouts and you know people from different organizations, and that'll help him. Maybe they can give him some tips on maybe things he needs to improve on, and he can start working on them now so that you know he has a head start. Um, on some of these other players that are still playing college basketball. So I definitely think it helps him. It's unfortunate because he's one of the best, um, maybe the best freshman, if not at least one of the top three freshmen in the country, I'd yeah. say. And he's not playing right now. So that's that sucks for the fans. But I think it's probably the best decision for him ultimately. Yeah, I think this is kind of where the one-and-done rule kind of comes in a little bit about, like, this guy didn't need to go to college. There's very few people, I think, nowadays that need to go to college. Very, very, very few. So, like, the one-and-done rule, I don't know if I necessarily like it. I mean, do you, do, would you want a one-and-done rule? No, I, I've always been, you know, of the opinion that it needs to go away. And, yes, it's very it's a very small amount of players. Yeah, it's going to affect very few people. should skip. Um, but I think James Wiseman's absolutely one like, of those players think about this that should have been able to Do we even have five players this year you think that could have been one-and-dones? I don't know if we Anthony have Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman are definitely and two. Cole Anthony, I think, it is the, the last one. I think Cole one. Anthony... But think and about it. I mean, who's being Lamello, knocked at like I five? Know. I don't know if Lamelo would necessarily go at, right at away. most. It's those four, maybe. Yeah. I don't I think don't there's know. really because I mean, uh, the the guy for the guard from uh, Arizona, Manon. If I said his no, name, man, right. well, see, no. he's he's mocked as like the fifth, sixth pick, so yeah. he would be the next guy. And he right. definitely needs to prove stuff. I don't think it would have helped yeah, him. I think college is the right move for him. So I think as a whole, I don't know. I don't know if one and done is necessarily the answer. I wish there was some sort of like league. Uh, integration there but like someone like James Wiseman like I mean at this point like 
why did he go to college? Like, he just left his team. Not saying that it wasn't right for him, mm-hmm. but, like, maybe he just shouldn't have gone as a whole at the start. So, I don't hate this decision. I just – it, it kind of sucks as I wanted to see him play. I, yeah. I think it's more of a selfish reasoning. Right. I mean, it just as fans, we, we want to see these guys play. Uh, but any any last thoughts on James Wiseman before the Um I just think to play devil's advocate, like, if you're going to argue for the one-and-done rule, like, there definitely are benefits yeah. to college – um, there's definitely benefits to having the education, having coaches to kind of teach you. And I mean, you're still obviously very young, so there's things you um, need to learn. And for a lot of players, if you didn't have the one and done rule, you you might still have a few players who maybe aren't ready that would still kind of make that jump because they have yeah. maybe their father. I think that's kind of the fear or, of it. You know, some kind of figure that's like, no, just go, just go get the money when maybe they're not quite ready. So it's, you know, it's there's negatives and positives to this. Yeah, so moving along, um, we have a big development with Luka Doncic. Uh, kind of shortly after we we you know made our last episode, he was out for a couple weeks. Um, but he actually is a sneaker free agent, and he officially signed with Jordan Brand, um, which I'm very high on. Anytime you sign with a Nike or a Jordan, you're you're winning in my eyes. Um, as every other brand is just not as you know Nike's obviously superior. I mean that's just a factual, right? I mean yep. we both have talked about this on the podcast. So um, Jordan came out with a really neat video on him, and I think it's actually a really good idea signing him. I think he's a big deal because he has a big international pool. Uh, so what what do you think, Trevor? Yeah, so I think this is great for both Jordan and Luca. Obviously, Luca, you know, he's one of the new great international players. You know, obviously on the Dallas Mavericks, just like Dirk Nowitzki, who is another really great international player. And Luca, although it is very early, he's only in his second year of his NBA career. It already seems like that Luca is gonna be like one of the best international players I think of all time. I know he's very young still, but that's what I think. Luca's just. An amazing talent, and so so Jordan made an amazing decision here, and it's great for Luca. And also, I like Jordan. I like their brand. We both do. So great yeah, decision it, for both sides. It's fitting. There was some rumors that he was going to sign with uh, Under Armour Puma, just because Puma's signing literally everyone that's young. And uh, he did wear Under Armour shoes a little bit at the start, um, but it, it does seem like it. It's you know it's going to work out for him. And I, I agree with you. I actually really like Luca Doncic. I kind of like his work ethic, um, and I think overall he's a pretty good player. Um, so it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what Jordan does. I mean, I, I don't think they'll kind of create a sneaker with him, but it's interesting that they now have him and Zion and um, Rory Anshumora. They have a ton of young guys, Jason Tatum. They just signed, so it's gonna be it's gonna be I think fun for Jordan Brand to see what they do with these guys. Um, moving along to Zion Williamson, Zion, uh, interesting stuff out of his air camp. Um, he was ruled out four to six weeks a little while back. Um, I, I think that deadline is c- coming close to an end. Um, and now there are there's rumors. This is an alleged thing that uh, Zion is relearning how to run and walk differently, so it kind of decreases the possibility of he- him being injured. I-, I mean, this is really a big issue, him getting injured, because there's so much weight on his body, and it sometimes it doesn't seem like a big deal, and sometimes it does. What do you think about this? Because I-, I think it's a very interesting topic. Yeah, this is just more bad signs with Zion, and originally he was supposed to come back um, sometime throughout, like, in the middle of the season, but now I'm starting to think that he's not going to play all this season, which is really unfortunate. And, you know, there's some people that are saying, like, Zion might not even ever play 82 games. Like, he might have a really short-lived career, and we might not ever get to really get the the potential great Zion career that we thought we were going to get before the draft. Um, so it's really unfortunate. Um, hopefully, I mean, I think, and we've talked about this before, like, I think he just needs to lose some weight. I don't know if that's that's maybe just part of the problem. And then, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's already had injury problems. So th- there's a lot of issues here, and I, I just hope they get it figured out because we both enjoy watching Zion, and we yeah. want to see him back on the court. 
I mean, we all enjoy watching Zion. That's that's just an obvious. Uh, but the thing is, I think there's an issue with uh, him losing weight because that's kind of his game is how dominant he is driving and being down low. So I think he has some issues if he, if he if that's what he decides to do and the team decides to do like, hey, you got to lose thirty pounds, you got to yeah. go down to two forty and not two seventy. You know, I, I think that it does wager an issue because that's a lot of his game is being down low. You know, when you go up against Joel Embiid and you're two seventy compared to two forty, that's a difference because Joel Embiid has you up at two forty. Because what's Joel Embiid around two forty, two fifty? Yeah, something like something that. Something around there. Right. So I, I think it, you know, that begs the question. You know, it's going to be interesting to see if that's what they decided to do. And I think that's why these rumors are coming out that are kind of trying to teach him to run a, you know, a little bit differently and walk a little bit differently so he, he decreases his injuries because I don't think they want him to lose weight. I think they want him to keep his weight um, and keep where he's at because that's when he's dominant is when he's driving or down low and just I mean, completely having a nice uh, uh, hook shot on someone. That, that's his bread and butter. So it, it's going to be very interesting kind of moving forward to see you know, what what goes on with Zion. Um, but uh, a lot of promising young players we, uh, we talked about here. Um, to move into our uh, kind of last topic Good of segue. small talk. Good yeah. segue, too. Yeah, yeah, no, young players. <laughs> Look at that. Good segue. I want everyone to – I deserve – we all deserve, like, a five-star review for that segue right there because we work hard on the segues. We try hard on those segues, and yeah. sometimes they aren't the, the greatest. But uh, we deserve your five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, any, any, any one of them. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll take it. Um, to uh, a high school basketball game, we went. Uh, Trevor and I went with two of our good friends. Uh, shout out to Bryce and Ben. I know uh, live studio audience member Ben O'Brien will be listening at some point in time to this podcast. I'm sure he'll be very happy that it's a long one because he'll, he'll probably listen to that multiple um, times. He was actually invited to be one of our special guests. However, he declined because he told me he hated me. No, <laughs> he didn't say that. I'm kidding. He did not tell me that. It's a, it's a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah a lot yeah, of ben, gas money and For stuff. people who don't know, uh, Live Studio Far audience drive. member Ben O'Brien does not live in Cleveland. He lives uh, farther away. I don't know if he wants me to say where he lives, so I'm not going to. We probably already have. I'm going to be honest. We probably have, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, he lives quite a ways away, so it would have been tough for him to get up. But um, I digress. Uh, high school basketball game. We went to Columbus to watch uh, four high school basketball games. Um, this is where we got to watch Sierra Canyon play St. Vincent St. Mary's. So LeBron's son is Bronny James. He is on St. Vincent St. Mary's with Zaire Wade. Or not St. Vincent St. Mary's. Uh, actually, uh, I was corrected there um, by someone you'll probably meet in a little bit. Um, yeah. He plays on Sierra Canyon with Zaire Wade. Um, and they're playing against St. Vincent St. Mary's, um, who has some good players, some boys who can really, really play. Um, so Trevor, I think this is your side. I'm just going to let you go. I'm just gonna, you're going to take it. I want to hear all your, your recruiting analysis from all the players from these games and what, what you thought. Just go in. Right. So you I know, want you to just go. All right. I, I, I want you to, like, after this, you're going to be huffing and puffing. You need to drink a water after this. Okay. So we went to Columbus, Nationwide Arena. It was a four-game classic. And the first three games, they weren't nearly as interesting as the last one. I'm just going to go straight to the last one. Sierra Canyon, St. Vincent, St. Mary. Because it was it was so great. The stage was set. LeBron, he's coming to watch um, the first game of Bronny's high school career. Obviously, he's a freshman. So this was the first time LeBron, with his busy schedule, had an opportunity to come and watch. Um, so, you know, LeBron, uh, LeBron arrives. We have Rachel Nichols interviewing him in the middle of the game. And this game was really a great game. Um, one of the best players for Sierra Canyon, Zaire Williams, he's like, a top 10 uh, recruit in the 2020 class. He was not playing, so that definitely um, made it so Sierra Cannon wasn't qu- quite as great, and I thought the teams were very evenly matched. And, you know, Bronny James, who, as a freshman, I was a little skeptical about how great he would be. I was not. As a freshman. And Brandon was saying, no, he's already going to be great. Probably a little bias here. 
Uh, no bias. No bias. Please. I have to, I have to interject here. First of all, no <laughs> bias. That's number one. But number two, in a more serious note, we actually there was a lot of players we didn't get to see. There was a lot of players that were hurt. Yes. Um, Zaire Williams did not play. Zaire yeah. Wade did not play. Jack Sawyer on uh, who? What is he? Pick North. Pickerington North. North. Who was yes. a top football commit to Ohio State, yes. the number two overall commit next year's class. Yeah. Another guy we didn't get to see play. So it's actually kind of upsetting because I feel like there was a lot of guys who didn't That's play. True. I uh, just wanted to interject there. Also, not biased. Bronnie James, I was on from the start. <laughs> Bronnie James will be a number one pick in, in the okay. future. That is, that is a factual. Okay? Don't, don't sleep on it. Don't okay, you dare so, sleep on it. So, Bronnie James. Saw, we saw. We saw. I don't know if anyone see. knows what Bronnie yeah, did. But I was, I was about, about to get it. into you'll it. You'll talk about it. So, I'm excited to hear But I had, I had not seen Bronnie play live, so I wanted to see him play live before I made any conclusions on how great he actually is. And um, I, I can't the make conclusion I came to is that Bronny James is a five star recruit. He is most likely going to go if he assuming that he goes to college. He Keep may he may not. Bring it on. But he's probably gonna go to a Kentucky or a Duke. Hype him up more. Maybe even an Ohio State. And he was playing really well. One thing I really noticed um is just his feel for the game. It was very natural. Like more than any other player on the floor, his feel for the game was was better than anyone else on the floor. Um, he had a nice touch. He had the floater, like, padded. And we know, like, Justin Turner's floater game. It was mm-hmm. a little like that. Like, Shout out to BG Basketball. Very great floater. Which, um, uh, a quick interjection. <laughs> go ahead. BG Basketball. Very quick. Look. Yes. We're going to go on a quick tangent. Okay. okay. Tangent. BG Basketball's had a rough little stretch. Okay. They'll bounce back. But they're going to bounce back. I want everyone to watch it. We're about to go into Mac play. All right? And run Mac play. Knock on wood. Okay, I have a lot of faith because uh, Justin's going to come back. Justin Turner, Juice, who we were just talking about the floater game. <clears throat> yes. Um, so that, that's my little interjection. Okay, go Falcons. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> the conclusion is Bronny James is a very good player. He, he was one of the uh, top three players in this game as a freshman, which is insane. Yeah, it's actually um, – it's kind of crazy how – like, his feel for the game as a freshman and, yes. like, this big of a stage. Like, I, that's what I was most surprised with. Obviously, like, in all seriousness, like, obviously we know he's good. We know he's, he's going to be good at the next level in college, at the very least. Like, we know he's going to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's crazy how he looked like he had the best feel that game. Like, he looked yes. like he was right in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he played a lot, like, way more than he normally yeah. plays. Yeah. So uh, keep on keep on going. And the injuries and the injuries were a big reason why. Right, With Zaire Wade out and Zaire Williams out, two normal starters out Bronny James um, played a lot more minutes and he really had a great game now the the only thing that we need to see in Bronny James is really just how much he's going to grow the athletic potential like where is he going to get to he's about 6162 now we knew that LeBron James had a big growth spurt like freshman into his sophomore year of high school so now in the next year or two we're going to have to see what is is Bronny James going to be like what like 66 67 mm-hmm. we're going to have to see like kind of how his body develops and really, like, it's all about, like, the athletical, athletic ability. Athletical. That was a new word I could scream, <laughs> apparently. Max, um, that's the next word, Max. Athletic athletical. ability. We're just going to have to see how he develops and really see how great he can be. But as of now, I think he definitely looks like a five-star recruit yeah. um, as a freshman. Um, and, and just some other takeaways um, from St. Vincent St. Mary, Malachi Branham. I'm a big fan of him. I think Ohio State basketball needs to get him. They Ohio State basketball, go get Malachi. I think they're doing a pretty good job of recruiting. Trail. They are, and they Malachi is the good. next guy that Which they we'll, need to get. We'll talk about Ohio State a yeah. little bit later in and, multiple facets. And he's a, I don't know. He's wait, a junior. Real quick, I don't know Ohio State fans. If you knew, you do have a basketball team, yes. and we will talk about exactly. that. Exactly, you do have a basketball team. You don't do. forget about them. Yeah, you, 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 um, I don't think they forget about. <laughs> it. I don't think they know. 
know they exist. They, they don't know they exist. They don't know, you anyway, don't know. Uh, Sincere Harris, know that name. Uh, class of 2022 for St. Vincent St. Mary's. He's another guy who I think should be rising up the ESPN ranks. I think right now he's like top 50. I think he's actually better than Amari Bailey. That's might be a hot take. Amari Bailey, who's like, I think, sixth in that class. I think he was actually better. Now, maybe that was just like a one-game sample size. Yeah, and if right. I watched more, maybe my opinion would change. But based on that game, I thought he was better than Amari Bailey. Mm-hmm. All right, and that was your segment of Trevor talking about high school basketball. Let's, let's give it a round of applause. That was very impressive. I like that segment a lot. I think the viewers will like it too. Um, but all in all, we, it was really fun. Uh, we're definitely going to go see some more high school basketball. We're going to try to go see Amani Bates at some point in time, yes. um, who's the number one prospect in the sophomore class. Yep. Um, currently, so we'll give our analysis of him when, when that time comes. Um, but all in all, all I got from what you just said is that you thought Bonnie James was amazing, and that, that is just a fact. Um, but let's move on um, to uh, small talk trivia. But, I mean, Trevor, I feel like this is a holiday special episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think we should just do any small talk trivia, right? Right. So why don't we bring on a, a special guest? What do you think? You, th- you think the, the viewers deserve a special guest? Yeah. I, I, I think where are we so. Where are we going to find a guest at? Uh, let's see. Oh, we got one right here, sitting right in front of me. All right, this is this is a uh, this is a, a podcast alum, right? We got a podcast alum here. Um, the man of many, 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 many talents, but one of the this human knows more about soccer than I think anyone in the world. I sometimes I'll say things and he just says random stuff, and I'm like, God, I have no clue how you know that, but. Uh, one of my best friends I get to walk on the podcast, which is super, super awesome, Josh Baskin. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. You know, I'm, there's definitely one viewer out there that was 100% expecting Ben O'Brien, and I'm a little disappointed <laughs> by that, <laughs> to be completely honest. You're expecting Ben O'Brien as a uh, guest. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Ben told me he hated me, so he I could, don't know. He he's not here. A drive. He he's not here. You didn't want to make the drive up or, uh, or down. You don't know where. Yeah, uh, quickly down, before Brandon and Trevor get into the asking me uh, soccer trivia questions. Yeah, that is what we're doing, by the way. We're going to ask Josh a ton of soccer. We need to name this segment at some point in time. I, I think we gotta we got to think of a name. At some point we will. However, if, if there are any of you soccer fans out there, which I don't know how many of there are. There's I, some. There's I, some. I, I texted Brandon after my first podcast appearance a few months <laughs> you ago. You want to make it a, a public apology. And, and I want to make a public <laughs> apology. because No one's going to know this. No <laughs> one's going to even care. You're just saying things. There was a few names that... I miss said uh, where if you were an actual true soccer fan, you would know that I misspoke. But I apologize for that, and I'm here to bounce back today. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be. So basically, uh, we're gonna name this second because I'm sure Josh will be back on again. I, I, I voted for IBM Josh instead of IBM Watson, um, but that that got uh, vetoed, so that will not be the name. But if you guys have a name this this segment, please just comment below. But basically, what we're gonna do, uh, Trevor and I are gonna ask Josh a ton of soccer questions. He's gonna be insane and name all of them very quickly and what years and every single player. Um, I have no knowledge of the questions they are asking yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, no knowledge. Josh is not right seeing the questions. The right off the dome. Um, so we're just going to try to offer Josh a ton of random questions about different things. Um, so uh, let's just, let's just, we're going to go nice and soft, okay, to start off. Okay, who won the very first soccer World Cup? That would be Uruguay, and that was also in Uruguay. Uh, that was correct. That was the correct oh, wow. answer. All right, let's, 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 let's keep on going. Um, what team has reached a World Cup three times but has never won? A team that has reached the World Cup three times. And never won. And never won. Yeah. The World Cup final or just the World Cup in general? Reached the final three times but has never won. Uh, that would be the Netherlands? Uh, that would be correct. Holland is the yes, correct the answer. Um, which was the first team that had won two consecutive World Cups? The very first team to do it. 
That's a tough one, Brandon. Is it? Um, it is a tough one. The first two teams to win two. No, no, no. The or... first team who won consecutive two consecutive World Cups. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with Brazil. Brazil but would it, be incorrect. It might be. Yeah, it might probably be incorrect. They have done that, the but dark. they were not the first one. Yeah, they weren't the first, but they won it. They won it literally two year two World Cups. My, after my last guess would be West Germany. It is not West Germany. No. That's not a horrible guess either, though. West Germany won in between this team. <sighs> it is another good historical World Cup team. You still want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah, if you okay. want to. If you want to. I'm, this o- is a I'm good over team. two, so I'm already embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Third uh, time's a charm. The last one I'll say is Italy. Italy is correct. Correct. Italy is correct. Okay, what player has scored more... This is a weird question. I'm not even going to ask it. Um, Who is the only player to win the World Cup three times? I knew this answer, so I'd be upset if you didn't know it. The only player to win the World Cup three, three times. times? Wow. You don't know this? I'm, I gotta take a second to think here. The one that's won the World Cup three times. Yeah, yeah, I did know it. I, I knew this answer. Really? Wow. Well, then this is gonna be very embarrassing if I get this <laughs> You know it. I know you know pressure. it. Because I'm pretty sure you told it to me. This person is a historically like amazing soccer player. He's, he's oh, one of the it's best. Ronaldo. It is not Ronaldo. It's not Ronaldo. It's not Ronaldo. No. Same, is he, is he, well, not Cristiano Ronaldo you're talking about. No, right? I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He was on the same team as him. For a little bit. Not Ronaldo. I'm talking about the R9 Brazilian Ronaldo. It, I, it's not him, at least what I have here. Uh, right, okay. But it, is not, it was on a player who played with him. A Brazilian? Yeah. Cafu? I think, no, I think it was Brazilian. I'm pretty sure he's Brazilian. I don't think I said that wrong. He's a historical. I would say some people would say he's the best player ever. Oh, Maradona. No, he, no? Played, he was Argentinian. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Brazilian. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm going to give this one to you. It's Pele. Oh. <laughs> I, so I was thinking super recent. No, 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 not recent. I wasn't even... Wow. That's highly embarrassing. Trevor, you got a question? End. That's impressive, though. Yeah. Um, I'll make it up to you. He was the youngest player to ever score a World Cup hat-trick, so there you go. Okay, okay. Okay, so the 2014 World Cup, who was the winner and who did they beat? <laughs> it was Germany over Argentina one nothing. Who scored the goal? Uh, Mario Goetze scored off of Andre Schirler assist. Can we get it? We get an official check on that. I think I remember that. I'm pretty sure it's right. Do we get it? I clicked the wrong. You clicked thing. the wrong thing. Trevor, this Germany is a... beat Brazil seven one. By the way, in the semifinal before. You're correct. Mario Goetze was correct. And then um, Argentina beat the Netherlands in a PK shootout to advance to the okay. final. Okay. In the 2010 World Cup, who was the captain of Spain? The captain of Spain. Yes. That would be Puyol. It's Carlos Puyol. If it's not Carlos Puyol, did they give it to Andres Iniesta? Mm-mm. Oh, that's how, yes, Iker Casillas. Casillas is correct. Yes. Uh, ooh, this is a hard one. How many World Cups did Diego Maradona participate in? Well, definitely in '86. I know that. I'm gonna say three. Not quite three. Is it? It's not. Then it's four. It is four. Okay. Four World Cup. That's doesn't, doesn't, amazing. There's, there's not many players that yeah, no, have four. been four. Has Ronaldo been in four? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Um, 06, 10, 14, and 18, yes. Yeah, so he has been, he's been in yes. four. Wow, that's kind of amazing. Same with Lionel Messi. Trevor, yeah. okay. you got a question? So in, let's see. Who won the Champions League final in 2017? In 2017? Yes. Uh, that would be Real Madrid. And that what, is correct. What was the score? And who did they beat? 
So 2017, 15, I'm going to go in chronological order here. So 14, 15 was Real Madrid, and then the year after was Barcelona. Mm -hmm. Then Real Madrid over Atletico again. That is correct. Can you tell Uh, us the score? Of 2017. Of 2017? Uh, No, he... Here, what's the next one after? Yeah, yeah, wait. My fault, my fault. You were in Real You were going, you were going. Keep going, yeah. Yeah. I I was going. Atletico Madrid is not correct. They played... Right, then it's Juventus. Yes, yes. yes. What was the score of Juventus game? It was 4-1. to Okay. So the first goal... Do we have a a scoreboard? The first goal was scored by Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, wait, wait. Before... What what minute was it scored in? Minute-wise, I'm honestly not going to be great with this one. Okay, okay. So, Ronaldo scored the first goal for Real Madrid off a Carvajal assist, the right back. Then, Mario Mandzukic scored a very nice bicycle kick from the top of the box, right over Kaylor Navas, to make it (laughs) 1-1. Then, you have Casemiro scoring a long-range effort that deflects and beats Buffon at his right-hand post. You then have Luka Modric assisting Cristiano Ronaldo. And then, the last goal, you have young Marco Asensio. Yeah, that's all correct. <laughs> <laughs> that whole yeah. time we were like looking up the answer, and but right yeah. at the end we found it. So we know the last one's correct. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's impressive. All right, all right, Josh, you got another question? Uh, who won the Barclays Premier League in the twenty fifteen twenty sixteen season? Leicester City. Um, who won it in the? Five thousand to one odds, by the way. That's we'll, insane. We'll, we'll yeah. come back to that's that insane. later. Yeah, in the that's podcast. Like a, yeah we will come back to that later. City. Um, let's see. When is the when is the last time that Arsenal won the Barclays? Well, it's not Barclays anymore. Yeah, the, the last time was the last the time Premier was League. in their the last time was their invincible season oh three oh four. Yes, that is correct. They did not lose a single game. However, they drew multiple games and they won the rest. Of course. Hmm. All right, Josh. What team? won the 2016 UEFA European Championship title. In 2016? 2016. Like the Europa League? Uh, it says European Championship League. I don't know if it's Europa League, because Europa League's club teams. This is The answer is not a club team. It is an international team. You're talking about internationally? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. UEFA European Championship In 2016. Oh, okay. Yes, the Euros. Portugal beat France 1-0. Adair <laughs> scored after Cristiano Ronaldo got hurt and subbed off in the first half. <laughs> that would be correct. And it was in France, by the way, so France had a tough one there, but okay, they Josh, bounced back. So you, you're, this is just a question, personal question. Who is your favorite soccer player of all time, if you had to pick one? My favorite uh, is Gareth Bale. And Not a very popular... Can you just give me the history of Gareth Bale? <laughs> I, I want to show the podcast viewers how insane so, you are. Just, I want the full history. So he Hold started... on, wait. I want to look up just to make sure you're right. Let me, let me just... Let me just... Let me just make sure I have. <clears throat> I want to. I want to get all the answers up here. So what we're going through, like lying. every team he played for, and stuff like that. I How guess. old is Gareth Bale? Let's just start off. <laughs> right now, I believe he's twenty nine. Uh, no, he's not twenty nine. Is he thirty? He's thirty. So okay. So what is his first team? What was the first? So team he, he started on? at Southampton uh, as what? a left back. There <laughs> he is was a left. Wait, was he actually a left? back? Yes, he started as a left back at Southampton, and there was a story. That he was actually going to get sold to Swansea City. Really? Instead, he got sold to Tottenham Hotspur. Yes. What year? Uh, 08, 09. I think that was his first. He was sold in 2007. It says 2007 was he started there, technically. So, well, so uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many goals did he have for Southampton? Do you know? For uh, Three. It's not four off. Not three. Is it four? No, it's not four. Uh, five. Five is correct. <laughs> yeah, I've... Thanks. <laughs> now, all right, let's see. I, I, within a range, how many appearances did he have for Southampton? 
I don't think he would have many. Probably in the 20 to 30 range. Not far off. It's not 20 to 30 range, but you were not far off. I'd, I'd say 42 games played. 42? Is that your final yes, answer? Yes, that's my like final Exactly answer. 42? 42. I'm you were just... super close. It was 40. Okay. So that was pretty good. Okay, so he's on Tottenham Hotspur. What years was he on Tottenham? So, like you said, 07, and then he was sold at the end of the 13-14 season to Real Madrid for, it, for, for at the time, a world record fee. What was it then? Do you remember? Uh, they probably have it as 100 million. Hundred million. I will have to look that up. Uh, that is correct. It is hundred million. It says figures between ninety-one million and hundred million, but it said then world record transfer fee of one hundred point eight million. Yeah. So you're wrong because yeah, you missed the point eight. eight. <laughs> you missed um, the point eight. No. So it's uh, at Tottenham. He was playing very well. However, there was a very important time for Gareth Bale, and that came in the two thousand ten two thousand eleven Champions League, where Tottenham made the Champions League after finishing in the top four of the Premier League. Right. They had a, to play Inter Milan. Okay. He was the starting left mid, and at, away at the San Siro, they go down. Uh, their keeper, Herulio Gomez, a Brazilian, gets a red card in the first 10 minutes of the game. Wow. And uh, Samuel Eto scores the penalty, and they're down to 10 men. Gareth Bale scores a hat trick. I'm reading about it right now. And they lose 4-3, to three, but if you see the goals, they are all from the exact same area, and they go into the exact same side. Julio Cesar at the time is probably the number one keeper in the world okay. at Inter Milan. At Milan or Inter Milan? At, at, Milan? At, at Inter Milan, next to Casillas. Those two are wow. probably the best two keepers at this Casillas time. Casillas at Real Madrid at this yes. time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And like you said, captain in Spain. But he scored as a left mid at the top of the left-hand side of the box into the far right-hand corner, Cesar's bottom left. All three goals, all identical. If you look them up, I guarantee you I'm right. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm 100% and, sure I'm right. <laughs> and then the next game, Inter come. Oh, excuse me, by the way, as well. Inter Milan also has the best right back in the world. Brazilian by the name of Maicon. Okay. Mm. Absolutely embarrassed by Gareth Bale. Really? Not just in the away game. They then go back to England. So let's think about this. How but, old was Garrett Bale at this time? Is he 20? Early 20s. Yeah, yeah. Or well, 21, about, 22, 30 23. Now. He's yes. 30, and this was in 2010? Yeah, so, so probably he was, 21, 22. He was right, 20, 20 right, or 21. Right around then. Yeah. Not only does he score a hat-trick away, Inter comes to White Hart Lane in London. Mm, that's where England, Tottenham plays. Where Tottenham plays. Yep. Has a goal and assist, and they win. They move on to the next round of the Champions League for the first time in decades where they unfortunately get obliterated by Real Madrid. <laughs> but, uh, and then Gareth Bale goes on after that to find his confidence. He then, in the 2013-14 season, the best year uh, in the Premier League, he is PFA Player of the Year with Tottenham Hotspurs. Almost gets them back to Champions League, gets them to fifth place, unfortunately, but they have some big away, or excuse me, big home wins against uh, Manchester City, mm-hmm. one of them at the time. He scores an absolute screamer against Sunderland. Uh, he does it again, another screamer against his old team, Southampton, at the end of that season, and then he gets his move to Real Madrid, where we will talk about him later in the podcast as well. Um, but his first year... <laughs> You're, Real foreshadowing. Ma- You're foreshadowing. Yes, first year at Real Madrid, uh, he starts off kind of slow because he was injured for a little bit, but he found his first goal at Villarreal, the Yellow Submarine, as they're called, his first goal for the club there. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to help them win the Champions League, scoring the second goal in the 2014 Champions League final against Atletico Madrid and mm-hmm. a 4-1 win. And ever since then, unfortunately, he does not get a lot of love by Real Madrid fans, but by me, he does, as he is my right. favorite player. So why, why do you think mm-hmm. that is? Why doesn't he... Why, I mean, because he's, so he he's has, clearly great. He unfortunately has a very, very serious uh, problem with his body where he just gets injured a lot. He's very injury-prone. Right, prone. right. Um, 
and he can't really get a good rhythm or string of games in frequently. Um, but he is still a very good player when he's healthy and on his day. Mm, was he worth the hundred million? You think? In Real Madrid fans' eyes, uh, to complete in Josh Baskin's eyes, to be completely honest, not a hundred point eight million. <laughs> yeah, don't forget the point eight. Right, <laughs> but at the time, he was definitely worth it. So, would you say he's worth a hundred million right now? No, he's not. He's five years older, and I guess you're right. He's thirty, and the teams are a lot more. <laughs> Yeah, he realistically only has about four or five more years in the soccer world. Mm-hmm. All right, any more, yeah. any more soccer questions before we move on? What, oh, what do you man. think? Gosh, you want some know. more? It does not matter to me. <laughs> he, like, oh, he's had a lot of them. I feel, really I feel so bad, though, for missing some of those easy hey, ones. Hey, some of those are hard. I mean, you just Thinking went off two. about everything that Gareth Bale has ever done in his life. Thinking so two. That's pretty Thinking impressive. Do you know who my favorite soccer player is? Paul Pogba. That is correct. Can you yeah. give me just spit some facts about Paul Pogba <laughs> for, the, for the podcast? He started at Manchester United in the academy, and then... He wasn't getting any games in around the 2010-11 season, so Juventus signed him. Decided to become an absolute machine in the midfield, mm-hmm. and then Manchester United brought him back. And he hasn't been quite as and good. And he hasn't been quite as good. He, but he's still been good, right? So he actually just appeared for his first two games uh, this past week against Watford. Oh, really? They went? His first time. Uh, they didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> Is United just not good? They're, not, they're in a rebuilding phase right now, but they really? lost to Watford, who was bottom of the league last wow. week. 2 nothing. <laughs> you don't want to lose to Watford. That's not a good sign. No. If, if you were to lose to one Premier League team that was not, like, one of their big six, who would it be? Uh, Leicester five. City. Because they're actually a very strong side. Okay. Six of, that's one, and they're not five. necessarily considered a top six. And who would you say is the, the best Premier League team right now? The best Premier League team right now, unfortunately, is Liverpool. They're going to win the title this year. They're already 17 points clear of City. Fully is Salah still like up? Arsenal. Salah is still good. However, I've been someone that thinks that he just had, like, a two- or three-season, like, wonder Really? Uh, I think he's good, but... Not as good as... Right now you're seeing week. Sadio Mane play a lot better. Right, right. Mm. All right, so why don't, we, why don't we get into Randomly Ranked? Hopefully you guys enjoyed... I don't mm. know. I, I, we have no name for it. No name. We'll just say Random Soccer Questions with Josh for right now. That's going to be the segment name until we create a better one or the fans create a better one. I don't know. I don't know. Whichever one comes first. Um, but let's, let's get into Randomly Ranked <coughs> here. Um... We're going to do a rare thing because this is a special holiday episode and it's super duper long. We're just kind of testing things out, see what you guys like. Um, so we are actually going to do a sports randomly ranked. This will be the first one ever, correct? Well, no, second one because we did one with Dylan that was sports related. Well, was that? I don't know if it was or not. Yeah. I we don't did, remember. We did, uh, I that, think we did our starting or- five. Was that the original recording or was that the was, second? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if we ever talked about this, we'll but we, we actually did do two recordings with Dylan Fry. However, the first one, all the footage got deleted, which was very yes. sad. Um, because that was an amazing episode. Please, shout out to Dylan. Uh, I think he, li- he listens to the podcast, I think. So shout out to you, Dylan, because you're amazing. Um, and you- you've been balling out, too. You've been scoring some buckets, like, a lot. Although, uh, I think recently you've been in a little bit of slump. But you'll, you'll get it back. If we you know, haven't we- already listened to the Dylan Fry episode of the yeah, Small yeah. Ball Podcast, <laughs> go back, scroll go back down, and listen. Because that was it. amazing. Dylan has done a ton of amazing things. I mean, you, you, Josh, you said it was one of your favorite Yeah, I loved that one. I think it was cool that he played against, like, NBA. Yeah, he's played against NBA level now. talent, and he, I, I think he said, "Who did he say was the best player he's played against?" Was it Darren Fox? Darren Fox. Yeah, which uh, was one of my personal favorite players. So, it, it was yep. super great episode. Everyone, go take a look, listen to that because that was super super awesome. Um, but let's get into randomly ranked. Um, what randomly ranked is today? We're gonna do top three favorite sports moments of the decade. So from now on, you're gonna see a lot of decade themes because there's a lot of, uh, you know, as the decade is ending here, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Yes. Um, that uh, I think all of us have lived through three. Yeah, we all have three decades. This is our third decade of living coming up which is kind of insane um but uh so the top 
three favorite sports moments from this decade. So, Josh, I'm going to leave it up to you. Who do you want to go first? Oh, you're giving it's, me? Oh, no, no, no. I thought I was going to start. No, no, no. Who do you want I'll to go first? I'll start if you want. No, it's up to you. Who do you want to start? You get to pick. I'll start. You want to start? Go ahead. All right. So, Josh, we go backwards, of course. So, what is your third favorite uh, sports moment yeah, so in history? My now, I over under one soccer moment. What do we think, Trevor? Over. I'm going to say over, too. Over. I think it'll be over. Let's see what it is. So, I my number three and number two are soccer ones. Oh, yeah. that's good. So, all right, all right. I'll go first because I have a little explaining to do. Number okay. three. Wait, wait, hold on. I just want this to point out. This is going to go into Josh's insane hour. Because I guarantee whatever he's going to say is going to be insane. Yeah. So here we go, Josh. So number three is Landon Donovan's goal in the 2010 World Cup, the last game of the group stage. Mm-hmm. USA. I want to point out, we were, what, how old were we, 12? 11, 12, yeah. yeah. Uh, USA versus Algeria. Uh, USA has to win or else they don't move out of the group stage. And uh, Tim Howard collects the ball in his box, throws it out to Dempsey. Was he painted a picture for us? He's on the left side. He's middle. on the far right side. Runs up the field, plays it to Altidore, back to Dempsey. The keeper saves it. Donovan is right there to clean it up for a, a very easy goal. And Trevor Brandon, you both could have scored it. To be completely honest, <laughs> I, um, I I want to point out that's dishing on my I soccer. So you don't know what my <laughs> soccer scores are. I, 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 no, you could have. You most definitely <laughs> could have scored. I could score any goal. You put me out there. Okay. Get a pass from Ronaldo. It's it's done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Donovan, <laughs> Donovan scores. You. All of the United States goes crazy as right. they move on to the next round where they unfortunately Correct. lose right. 2-1 to Ghana. Kevin Prince-Boateng scored the first goal. Donovan scored a PK. And Asamo John scored the goal mm-hmm. in overtime. I want to be known from now on. Kevin Prince-Boateng is such a cool name. I want to be known as Brandon Prince-Siegel from now on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think that would be a great, great addition to my name. My number two, uh, a player we just talked about, Gareth Bale. He scored the game winner in a 2-1 Copa del Rey final in 20, uh, 2014, the first year he was signed. It is a very infamous goal because uh, Fabio Coenchao, the Portuguese left back for Madrid, picks it up on the left side and around the 83rd minute, plays a ball up to midfield, still basically on the left touchline. Right. Gareth Bale pushes the ball or kicks it in front of him. The defender, number 15 for Barcelona, Mark Bartra, is pushing him out of bounds and almost Bale pushes Bale into Barcelona's manager. He runs around the field. He's not even in bounds takes the ball back after hitting a speed faster than Usain Bolt did in his world record run, by the way. That's kind of insane. Picks the ball back up, toe poke solo goal, and they win the Spanish uh, championship trophy, essentially, with that goal. I was going crazy. I was watching it in my living room. My dad was in the kitchen. (laughs) What were you eating that day? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My dad was not happy that I was screaming. Um, And number one, uh, a little bit of foreshadowing, the LeBron block uh, in the 2016 NBA Finals Game 7. I like that. Cleveland wins the title for might, the first time. We might see uh, someone else pick that one yeah. as well. Like right. Did little... you pick that one? I <laughs> wonder not, who it would not be. Not me. All right, Josh, it's all up to you. The... Who do you want to go next, me or Trevor? It's uh, all up to you. Uh, Brandon, you go next. All right, I will go next then. Uh, number three, my number three <clears throat> favorite moment from this decade is actually one that happened last weekend when the Ravens clinched their very first ever number one seed. How does it feel to not have... Trevor, you, your Patriots oh, don't have a bye for the first time in nine years. Isn't wait, wait, that wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Trevor's Patriots, Greg's Patriots. Greg, our, our friend is also our friend Greg, who will not be listening to this most likely. But he is <laughs> uh, <laughs> a big Patriots fan, and that sucks. I texted him because I wanted the Patriots to win because I'm not scared of the Patriots at all. I'm much more scared of the, the Chiefs. So I was, just, I was texting Greg. I'm like, what are your Patriots doing? Like, come on now. They're playing the Dolphins at home, and they couldn't win. Hopefully you have some thoughts on that are a you, bit later. Are you scared of the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes likes ketchup just as much as you like chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Wait, wait, does he really like ketchup Patrick that much? Mahomes? Have you seen, have Patrick you seen Mahomes. him talk about ketchup? Wait, wait, wait. Patrick, no, Patrick Mahomes goes to 
like steakhouses and ask for ketchup yeah, yeah. specifically. Yeah. Even if they don't have them, they make yeah, them. Have you seen the Amazon commercial? Like, he's, for, like for everything. He's yes. a commercial with Amazon where it's like the AWS like uh, metrics, and at the end, it's like him with this huge steak, and he's just is, dumping ketchup yeah. on it. Is he one of those weird people that puts like ketchup on mac and cheese or something? Yeah, he like, loves that on everything. Okay, wait. All right, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm not saying I do that because I don't. That's but weird. is that that weird? Yes. I don't know. For if that's mac, that mac weird. and cheese, I but think. People so. have yeah. mac and cheese with like tomatoes in it. Mm, but it's not like a sauce. No. I guess it's not a sauce. Rather. I, you know rather. I, 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 I abstain my advice. My comment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Ravens clinched the onesie. It's the first time they've ever done that, um, which is it's such an amazing feeling. Um, it sucks that you won't be able to feel that this year, Trevor, doesn't it? You know, we, we, we no, got no, no, it. No, 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 you're done. You're done. Trying to spread the wealth. I don't want to get the Patriots Trying to spread the wealth around. No, no reason to stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was a truly amazing moment. I, I love that. Uh, my number two... Um, it's already been said. Uh, the game seven block. LeBron, can we? I just want to go on a quick tangent and hear about LeBron James, which I've never done on this podcast. I like to point out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, LeBron in that game was the greatest human on earth. I also believe in that series. He led in points, assists, Everything. blocks, steals, rebounds. Was, <clears throat> LeBron had no one on that team. No one was helping him except Kyrie. I mean, that was it. <clears throat> Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie I, I wanted him. to put the Kyrie shot in there alongside number one with LeBron, but Kyrie shot was amazing. I mean, props to Kyrie on that shot. <laughs> but LeBron played better than literally any other hu- I think if LeBron, during that game, just was like, you know, I'm going to play baseball. Just goes and picks up a bat. He hit five home runs in the game. Easy. No, he wouldn't. Hey, yes, he would. Let's not There's be stupid. There's too much LeBron. Just stop, stop. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say baseball. Football, maybe. LeBron, I, I think LeBron could just go play football yeah, today. And he'd baseball, be you have to, yeah, no. But <laughs> in all seriousness, that was the most amazing display of anything in that game. I mean, just the, the Cavs were so good in that game at the end. It was just such an amazing <clears> game. Also, um, that game, shout out Iman Shumpert, the three-pointer and one. They won by four. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Iman Shumpert's one button. That's the only, that's the only <laughs> shout out he's ever going to get. <laughs> Iman Shumpert's never been shot on the podcast ever until ever. today. I just want to say, I mean, they won by four. <laughs> all right. So my number one overall moment, uh, this is probably one of my favorite moments of my life ever, um, was in 2013 when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Uh, I distinctly remember watching this uh, upstairs uh, with my dad in his room. Um, I remember being happier than any moment in my life ever because obviously the Ravens won the Super Bowl, and as we know, I I'm I am a pretty diehard Ravens fan. You'd, you'd say right? Yeah, yeah I think you have much. to, as I've told you before, incorporate the Broncos game in there. It like that, that Broncos game, run the whole for the, Ravens the whole thing. The, they beat very, everyone very that was good that year. Every single team. I mean, they they beat the Patriots. They and they had to go in and beat the Patriots. They, and I believe the year before, Lee Evans should have caught a. Pass in the end zone yeah. to get them to the Super Bowl yeah. as well. So yeah. that was probably some nice revenge. Too. Yeah, it it was some nice. Uh, it, it it was good. That, that was that was one of my favorite days ever. <clears throat> All right, Trevor, you got some moments here. I so yeah. I, I want to. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I was trying to figure out what your moments would be. I definitely think there's a Patriots one in there, and I definitely think uh, West Virginia game will be in there. I don't know where they place, but I'm gonna guess the West Virginia is two, and that the Patriots is one. Okay, we'll see if I'm right. Okay, so I while Josh was talking, I actually changed my number three pick because oh. I remembered. Oh. Um, Did you have an honorable mention? It was really great. Um, it, it's not worth talking about. It's you fine. don't want to talk about it. Well, it was worth talking about it t- ten minutes ago. You can throw well, an honorable mention okay. in there. Honorable what mention. was going to be? What, what, what yeah, was yeah. number three? This is your honorable mention. Okay, honorable mention. so it, originally it was going to be the 2012 NBA Finals when the Heat won and LeBron got his first right. title, which was great um, to see LeBron and great to see Dwayne Wade. Um, and, big and the big D-Wade three fan. get their first. Yeah, I'm a huge D-Wade fan. So that was my honorable <laughs> mention. But number three, something that I thought about as you were talking is, so the West Virginia basketball team, they made the final four in the 2010 season. It was only their second final four. The other one being in 1959 with Jerry West when they lost the championship game to Cal. 
but in 2010, this was a crazy run that West Virginia had because they were in the loaded Big East. You know, they had they had like Pittsburgh and UConn and Louisville and all these great teams. And they make this crazy run in the Big East tournament where they have um, Deshaun Butler makes three straight game-winning shots, one of them being a bank shot in the face of Lance Stevenson, who was very distraught after they lost the Big East after they lost that Big East tournament game. Then West Virginia in the tournament goes on to make a run all the way to the Final Four, defeating Kentucky in the Elite Eight, Mm -hmm. who at the time had John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. So West Virginia was a big underdog in that game. They won that game. Unfortunately, in the Final Four game against Duke, which would be the eventual national champions, Deshaun Butler, West Virginia's best player, got hurt. It was the devastating injury. Um, And and that's kind of how that run ended. But that was a great moment. One of my favorites. What's weird is I remember watching that game because it went so late into the night Uh that I remember coming upstairs and seeing my family were still watching that game because they wanted to see Duke fall because of how good West Virginia's run was. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a great run. Unfortunately, it didn't go all the way. Um, Number two, I'm going with specifically game six of the 2013 NBA Finals. As you know, the Ray Allen shot, that that was this game. Uh, this this game was so amazing for so many reasons. It's a game, realistically, we shouldn't have won. You know, if Tim Duncan, um, if Popovich keeps him in, he probably gets that rebound. I will admit that as a Heat fan, and we the Spurs probably would have won that. Um, but that game six was just so amazing. The, the rebound, the call, um, making it with the shot. So that's number two. Number one, I have to go with personally my favorite Pats team ever which was the Pats team that defeated the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. The Malcolm Butler interception at the goal line. You had Tom Brady with the – he made two fourth-quarter drives to come back from down 10, two straight uh, touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Just one of Tom Brady's all-time performances and um, mm-hmm. just a great game overall. I think the last two minutes or three minutes of that game might be the most of – Oh, yeah. But next to the so Patriots good. in Atlanta Super Bowl, you yeah. had the Seahawks with the Jermaine Curse catch – <clears throat> which I think was unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to have the Malcolm Butler pick and you have, you know, Pete Carroll throwing his hands up and everyone right. saying, like, Marshawn Lynch. Should have him the ball. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, do your job, Patriots. I'm done with Tom Brady hour. I, I don't want to hear Tom Brady's <laughs> name ever again. No, I'd be very happy. Okay. So let, let's get into our main topics. Um, if you guys have any ideas for us um, on Randomly Right, please send them in. We, we like hearing them. I, I, I mean, Josh, you've given me plenty of ideas on uh, different <laughs> yes. things for the podcast. So shout out to you. Um, but main topics, um, we're going to kind of go over the four main sports. Um, we got some interesting stuff to say about each of them. And what basically we're going to do, we're going to go through each one. We're going to go through contrast, world and college football, then the NBA and the NFL. We're going to kind of do a state of the union for each one, basically a state of the, the, the league as a whole, kind of go through. There's going to be a nice discussion. I feel like talking about different things that we enjoy about the league. If it's doing well at the moment, if it's not doing well, what we like about it, what we don't like. Um, and then we'll get into a couple topics and we'll finish off with, um, all decade teams or all decade, you know, players, stuff like that. Um, I think it'll be really fun, um, and I, I think you guys will enjoy it. I, don't you think so, Trevor and Josh? Absolutely. Of I think it'll be fun. Um, so we're going to start from college basketball. Uh, so we're going to do our state of college basketball and how we feel it is right now. Um, I, 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 if you guys don't mind, I'm, I'm going to go first here. I'm going to talk about it. We know you have a rant. I, I, have, I can rant about anything. So I'd like to say I, I'm enjoying college basketball so much right now. Everything, like just the, the way that it is set up um, and how there's no great team. There's not one team that I think is substantially better than other teams. And I feel like we, basically every year, I mean, you look at last year, oh, Duke is better than everyone. And even though I know they lost, they had a loss early but in Maui last year. But 
I mean, we knew that Duke was going to be at the top. We don't know who the one seeds are going to be. I mean, even if you look at Kansas and Louisville, who were looking great a couple weeks ago, we don't know. It's just, I, I love the state of college basketball moment because I feel like there's good teams that aren't even that great. You look at a Villanova, you look at a Kentucky who did just have a good win. You look at a North Carolina, which we'll talk about in a little bit. These are Blue Bloods, great teams that just haven't been great this year. So it's so interesting. And I think this kind of a, amounts to the fact that the, the draft class, or not the draft class, excuse me, the recruiting class that just came in wasn't like amazing. You know, it wasn't like the top three or four players were like so fabulous like it was last year where you yeah. had Cam Reddish, you had uh, Zion Williamson, you had R.J. Barrett, these guys the who were really highly trotted. Yeah, and the names go on. This year you have James Wiseman who's not even playing. Cole Anthony's hurt. Uh, Anthony Edwards I think has been good, but he hasn't been great. So mm-hmm. I, I love how yeah. it is sitting right now. I mean, you look at this today. You, you went to a game, which we'll talk about, uh, West Virginia, Ohio State, and West Virginia winning pretty handedly, correct? Yeah. So well, it, was, I, it was a close game, but the point is that there's so many of the top teams getting upset. Yeah. There's so much uh, parity. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like as a whole, it's a so fun to watch where I can pick up any college basketball game, and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, uh, and I also feel like there's a lot of you know smaller teams. You look at like a team like Dayton. Shout out Ben. Mm-hmm. Dayton's been great. I know they just lost to Colorado, but you look, we have a lot of smaller teams. San Diego State's um, up there. You look at like a Wichita State. They're doing well. Um, so there's so many teams that are kind of smaller that that we see doing well. Um, so I mean, what are your guys' thoughts of just how the league is is right now? Yeah, so I always love college basketball, no matter what. It's my favorite uh, sport year in year out and I think it's great again this year and one of the biggest reasons for that is because of all the parity because mm-hmm. you know I expect that when that once the NCAA tournament comes I think there probably will be a lot of upsets now that yeah. maybe there won't be um because you you can still have a lot of parity in the regular season and then you could still see a decent amount of chalk in the tournament but um we, who knows um there's not any clear great team as you said um so Really, just to kind of echo your thoughts, I thought you summed it up really well. There's no clear great team. There's so many different players. I think the fact that you have Wiseman out and Cole Anthony hurt, it it hurts it a little bit. And also some of these different allegations and, you know, the fact that the players still don't have their likeness issue. Um, The one in Dunroll, I'm not really a huge fan of. So those are, like, some different things that I could, like, Mm -hmm. knit – say that they're negatives about it and I'm sure Josh maybe agrees with me on some of those. Yeah, I'm not um, so a, I'll let him get into I'm it. not a huge college football or necessarily college basketball fan. Right. Um I agree with what you guys were saying, you know, the college basketball does for the first time in a while have kind of just a wide open <clears throat> slate of teams that yeah. anything could happen. I mean, like you were saying, Duke's in the past, Kentucky's all those teams mm-hmm. any you know, they top the list, but like you guys were saying earlier in the podcast, like Ohio State's got a basketball team. Yes. You know what I mean? People like, didn't know that. It's It's been crazy. <laughs> I, we're teaching people things on this podcast. It makes me so happy that fans can come away going, wait, we had a basketball team? Thank you, Small Baller Podcast, for contributing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, I mean, it, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, you, you look at so many times, you know, over the years where we've had these great, great, great teams that we just don't this year. And I think that is a great thing. Obviously, we're not going to, you know, see history like, you know, a team like last year where they had the top three recruits um, or, you know, see some of these historical teams like Kentucky when they had, uh, you know, they went 30, you know, whatever and oh. 38 no. 38-0. Yeah. It's just so interesting to me. What I'm really looking forward to, though, is – I know everyone looks forward to March Madness, of course. Of course. But, yeah. you know, you see in those commercials, you know, they're, they're throwing the darts at the, at the board. They're, right. You know, yeah, yeah. the stuff's falling from the ceiling. You know, I feel like this year, like, you're going to see a lot. Like, I think filling out my bracket, I'm going to have a blast this year. Yeah. Because there is definitely teams in here, or in college basketball in general, that any game, 
you know, obviously, especially March Madness 2, just amplifies it even more. Any teams can go down. I mean, you know, survive in advance, obviously. But there's just so many... I think filling out the brackets could be awesome this year. I can't wait. Mostly because I also don't know a whole lot, so I don't have to look too deep into it. But from a from that type of standpoint, I think it's awesome. Yeah, and as John Rothstein likes to say, when you fill out your bracket in March, you better have a bottle of kerosene next to it because it's gonna go to it's gonna be horrible like right away. I love right, seeing though. the stats of like there's been eight million brackets on ESPN, and after the first three games, there's only like six people left. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this after year, it's gonna be that after the first game. <laughs> after the first game, no one has the right bracket. Oh, right. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, so how do we think? The NCAA, obviously the NCAA sucks. We know this. That's that's not a disputed thing here. How do we think the NCAA has handled the league itself from last year to this year? Do we think there's any, you know, big disparity? Do you think it's better? Do you think it's worse? Do you think it's whatever? Just, we don't even like the NCAA. Like, what do you think? Um, well, I think, I don't know if it's any different. I think they're starting to feel more and more pressure um, to really start exploring, like, the name and likeness issue. And yeah. I feel like that pressure is what's... I don't think it's them themselves. I think it's the pressure. You know, there's so many different fans and people in the media that are Mm -hmm. very outspoken about that we need to have the name and likeness thing. And I think that's what's really doing a lot of good because we're getting closer and closer to um, giving the name and likeness like to the players. And I think we will get there soon. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to some extent. I am upset at one big thing. And uh, his name is James Wiseman. Just, just, I wanted to see him play, and now we're not going to see him play in college. I wanted to, Memphis is so good. They're so good, and they lost the best yeah. play. Like that's, that's just what I'm upset about. So uh, selfishly, as I talked about earlier, selfishly, I'm upset at the NCAA for that. Uh, I'm upset at the NCAA for many other things, but that is, that is a big thing. And piggybacking that, what's really, really, I think, comical is that <clears throat> as a college student as he is, he necessarily can't get a full-time job, work, anything like that. I get that. Right. I just think it's comical that the NCA says you now have to pay us for playing those games that we told you not to play, even yeah. though we know you can't make that money for us because yeah. we're not letting you use your player name likeless, et cetera. I just mm-hmm. think that's it's it's just that part of college basketball and college sports in general I do not like as why I don't think as you were saying at the beginning for your state of college basketball. I don't think it's as amazing. I think playing in basketball, you know, athletically and all that type of stuff, it is. But the outside, off the court stuff is unfortunately what hinders the extraordinary or amazing in my yeah, mind. Yeah, and it, it's, that is a good point. That's a really good point. Um, so yeah, I think do we cover everything state of the college basketball? Anything we didn't cover? Um, I I think we're good. I mean, as far as the Wiseman thing, yeah, him, if he wasn't going to go to the NBA, if he wasn't this player who's going to go to the NBA, and we know because of that, he'll be able to pay back that 11 grand. But if he wasn't, I mean, who, it would have been harder for him, obviously, probably to pay back that, you know, maybe take out a loan, but uh, thankfully he is going to be in the NBA and he'll, it won't be as hard for him to do that. Also, Trevor just putting thoughts into my brain. I think it also has, I think it affects future college basketball and or more so college basketball than football. I think it affects this this decision makes a bigger effect to a lot of future or younger athletes that are looking at themselves and saying, what's the point of me going to the NCAA and doing this one and done like you guys were kind of mentioning earlier? What's the point if the number one player can't even do what he's even allowed to do and that's play basketball Yeah, with all these allegations and things like that? Like, what if these players are like, I'm going to go do what LaMelo Ball is doing, or I'm just going to work out on my own for and a year? And it is an option. I, I, I think for some people, most people probably, college is the right choice. So, I mean, that's another argument for right. another day. But uh, overall, 
I think it's 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 not it's a good it's a good state of college basketball at the moment. But let's let's move on uh, to kind of our topics in college basketball. And the, the first one is uh, North Carolina. Um, and they've been struggling a little bit. They started off um, here. I see five and zero, correct five and zero. Um, and then after the Alabama game on November twenty seventh, they have went two and five. Um, so some struggles. Uh, are these these big issues here? You think? Yeah, and with North Carolina, I, I think I said I might have said this on the podcast. If not, I definitely have talked to Brandon about this before. Without Cole Anthony, North Carolina just really isn't that good of a basketball team. It's really that simple, and that's weird to say because, like, they're North Carolina. They're always good, right? But without Cole Anthony, I don't think they're that great of a basketball team, and hopefully he comes back soon because they need him if they have any shot of getting into the NCAA tournament. If not, I think they're an NIT team. Who knows? Maybe even they're not even an NIT team. Like, they're just not very good right now. Yeah, uh, I think that's a wild take. I think they will definitely be an NCAA <laughs> that, uh, uh, March Madness team. If Cole Anthony comes back. I, I don't think they need Cole. Here's the thing. You look at the teams they've lost to. They lost to Michigan. Okay. Michigan's, you know, done well. They lost to uh, Ohio State. Ohio State's pretty good. By 25 points. Yeah, it's a big loss. But, uh, I mean, here's at the home. thing. You're, you're <laughs> saying you're not as good as the number two team in the nation. Like, that, that doesn't mean you're not going to make March, March Madness. Um, mm. They lost uh, against Virginia. They lost to Wofford, which is a rough loss, but Wofford's actually not bad. At home. It was at home. They always lose to Wofford somehow. I don't know how you lose to Wofford this many times. <laughs> it's but, not a good loss. Uh, and then they lost at Gonzaga. So I, I think they're in a rough patch. I think they're definitely going to make the tournament. That's not. I'm not questioning if they're going to make the tournament. Am I not? They're, they'll make the tournament. Um, I, I, I think they'll be okay. Cole Anthony's injury does not seem like it's super, super bad. He is going to miss some time. Um, and I, it's definitely a, a slight issue, but... I do not think it is quite as big of a deal as you think. I mean, obviously, five losses is a lot of losses and really not a lot of time. Uh, they're going on the four-game losing streak. But really, I mean, four of those five teams were our top ten teams at the time. Um, and you look at Wofford, who is a good team. I know it's at home, and obviously that's a really, really bad loss. But I'm not quite as into it as, as uh, you guys are you know, saying. Josh, any comments on uh, North Carolina? I'm I'm not a college <laughs> basketball expert. Josh was so. not brought on for his college basketball uh, expertise. Or college football, necessarily. I shouldn't um, say expertise in any of these, just more so opinion. But. <laughs> this is, this is, Josh's Soccer. opinions are valued on our podcast, for sure. Um, but I, I think they'll end up being okay. They're not going to be a, a one or two seed. We know this at this point. Um, but I, I, I think they'll, they'll still make it. Uh, you don't think they're one of the best 50 teams in the nation? They might not be. I mean, okay. All right, let's move on. It's, re- it's relatively <laughs> early. I would like. To, I, it I is mean, also there's three months right. left. Yeah. So I think. I think they're absolutely going to be probably a bubble team. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So. You've been right about college basketball stuff much more than I have. So I mean, your stuff <clears> might be better than mine. Uh, moving along to Michigan State. Now, a couple weeks ago, when we did a podcast, one of us talked about how Michigan State is not good and how they're going to lose a lot of games before they hit their first ten games. Or from their first ten games, they're going to lose more than one. Now, saying that, why don't we? What's Michigan State's record right now? Do you have that up? Nine and three. Yes, um, and that is correct. Uh, their first ten games, what were they for their first ten games? The first ten games. Yeah, well, well weren't they? Well, they would have been seven were, and three. They were seven and three. So whoever's take that was was a really intelligent one, wasn't it? What do you think? I mean, they played Duke. They played Kentucky, which like, is why we're it's not, not experts. It's not crazy. <laughs> I mean, Virginia Tech was a bad loss, like for sure. They, they have theory, underperformed. They were better than all these they teams. They have underperformed, yes. Yes, they have true. not been great. They lost to Duke at home, they lost to Virginia Tech, and they lost to a Kentucky team they were favored to win. So, really not that great. Now, this is what we're not going to, you know, trash Michigan State as much as I'd love to do that. That would make me so happy to do. 
Um, but what we are going to talk about is how uh, Josh Langford, we talked about this uh, a couple episodes ago about how um, he was poised to come back in January, and now he is out for the season, um, which is a big, big hit for Michigan State. Would you say he's their best player? Well, no, Cash is. His. Cash yeah, yeah, that's true. I forgot about him. He's definitely two or three. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very, very important. important. Yes. Um, Cash Winston, who has also kind of underperformed a little bit this year. He hasn't been quite as good as he was last yes, year. Yes, he obviously had the, the issue with his brother. and Yes, I think which is yeah, very sad, despite from that. my hatred for Michigan State. It's very sad, and you know I wish all well for him. Um, but... Uh, Josh Langford, this is a really, really big deal. I, I think they're in some trouble here. They, they, you know, Cassius Winston's great, but you're not going to be able to compete, I think, with Ohio State um, like that. Ohio State is really good. I know they just lost to West Virginia, but I, I'm incredibly impressed with Ohio State. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think Michigan State does from here out? Um, I mean, I still think they're, like, a top-20 team. I, I think they're a think bubble think team, probably. I, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're definitely not a bubble team. They're definitely a lot better than North Carolina. Um, I do agree with that. But as far as we look at the Big Ten, I do think Ohio State's better than them currently. Yep. I think Michigan's probably better than them currently. I appreciate um, that. But they're, they're still probably the third-best team in their conference in the Big Ten. I still think they're a really good team. They're not as great as um, many people expected. And Lankford's going to hurt. You know, Isn't it better Lankford. than Maryland right now? Right now. I know you think Maryland's oh, overrated. It, it's close. I do think Maryland Even, like, is overrated. I feel overrated. like Indiana's a good one you can throw out there. Like I mean, They're better than Indiana. Maryland, it's close. Maybe... At, I think at worst they're fourth. So, but the the point is they're not they're nowhere near as in big of a trouble as North Carolina is. I still think they're mm-hmm. doing all right. Obviously, Rocket Watts as a freshman, you know he he's trying to fill the role that Josh Langford yeah. left. Which he he just which he's, he's not a freshman. There yet, he's yeah. young. So which we like we've seen Rocket time. Watts play, and yeah. I I really like Rocket Watts. Right. I, I'm pissed he went to Michigan State, um, but. Um, it, it, I think he will he will fill a good role, but not quite yet. That seems like you you got no, something to say. Is that the kid that played with Lamelo Ball, right? At, yes. Um, yeah, he played at fire, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And he was he was the best. I know player. something. When we watched him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job, Josh. Right. You know what a cod basketball thing. Uh, but we when we saw Spire, we thought that he was the best player on the floor that day. I remember you telling me that, too. That, when you, that when day, that was, day he was by far. You guys were at Brush, I mean, right? you played against John Hughley. Yeah, yeah, it was against Brush. He played, played against John Hughley, who's going to pit next year, I think. Correct. Um, And uh, with Isaiah Jackson, who's going to Kentucky uh, yep. next year. Um, he's a really high. He's good. He's very good. Yeah. He got well, both of them got ejected. There was a big fight. Isaiah, um, yeah, yes, and Isaiah, John Hughley got ejected. Um, but and then Lamelo, of course. But he was better than all of them that day. Um, but let's move along, Trevor. Um, it is uh, time to go back into Trevor talks about sports. Um, and says intelligent things that I don't know. Um, so we're just gonna hand it off to you about uh the game you went to today because I think it was a good game. It was two ranked teams playing West Virginia versus Ohio State. Um, at uh. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I gotta get used to saying that. Yeah, I know. I don't like it. Did you like I'm it? Sorry. Wait, what's By your consensus? Way, what's your consensus on Rocket Mortgage? I haven't been there yet. It's as I, I tweeted out. It's incredible. I mean, the it inside. It's very nice. You guys will definitely have to go to a yeah. game. We talked uh, about at Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, it's it's very nice. Just how they. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, and... the, the the memories of. <laughs> Quick and Loans Arena will never be forgotten. Yeah, for no, me. they won't be forgotten. I'm sorry. I, honestly, we're not building good ones at Rocket Mortgage right. at the Cavs. It hasn't at the moment. started that well. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> dissing like the design of the scene or anything, but like right, right. the name I don't like because the key will always be my favorite. Yeah, well, uh, Quick and Loans isn't Quick and Loans anymore. Well, that's right? what people know, probably yeah. said when it was Gund Arena and it changed. That Quick is true. Loans. Yeah, we're, so in, we're in a new age. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Trevor, we're in a new age here. We are. We are hosting the All Star Game soon, though, because of that. Yes, yeah, which is twenty twenty two. I think. Yeah, we talked about this. I think on the podcast too but trevor give us your analysis of the game i think i want to hear uh, what you got to say about different players uh in this game the, the final score was 67 to 59 west virginia won yeah. um, really great win for them what's west virginia's lone loss 
Uh, St. John's. St. O. Which, so not a great loss. West Virginia, they've really played no one this year. Like, it's a bunch of cupcakes, if we're being frank, that they played for the most part. So Kevin Durant. They probably should have been undefeated <laughs> um, going in this game. But nevertheless, like, they have looked good in um, certain games I've watched. I haven't caught, like, a ton of West Virginia games, but getting to finally sit down and watch a full game of both of these teams was great. And so Ohio State, first of all, they had a bad shooting day, which you don't see – you won't – you haven't seen um, a lot early in the season. They were very hot from the field um, shooting in many of their early games, and they just didn't shoot very well this game. West Virginia got in some early foul trouble. Oscar Shibway and Derek Culver, um, both in the front court for West Virginia, they got in early foul trouble. So really, I thought that was going to be West Virginia's downfall in this game, and I thought Ohio State was going to end up you know, kind of running away with it a little bit, maybe winning by like 15 20 points, something like that. That's what I thought was going to happen, you know, after I saw the foul trouble. But it didn't happen because Ohio State kept making mistakes. Um, there was a lot of turnovers, a lot of missed shots. And this guy, this freshman for West Virginia, Miles McBride, shout out to him. Uh, he's from Cincinnati Moeller, obviously Ben. That's that's cl- close in proximity to where well, Ben that's is. That's what it's been. It's making a big deal about how we're not going to say Cincinnati's a bit... <laughs> It's not even necessarily Cincinnati. I was about to say, yeah, let's just completely forget about what we talk about. But I, I think we, we've talked about where Ben's He's not going to care about So, Miles McBride, he's a freshman for West Virginia. He's he's at least won one or two state championships at Moeller. And now as a freshman, he steps right in. And to me, he's the next great West Virginia guard. We've had Jawan Staten. We've had Javon Carter. We? Are you on the team? Uh, West Virginia. <laughs> well, you, you get what I'm saying. I think Miles McBride is the next great West Virginia guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, he definitely seems like, like a, a Huggins... One of his, like, Huggins guys. Yeah. Um, and so West Virginia, overall, I didn't think both, either team played, like, great. But Miles McBride was really the biggest standout in this game. Yeah, I, I was actually saying, just looking statistically here, I, I'm not really impressed. Like, I, I'm not saying, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I just, did, both teams didn't seem like they played great. I mean, West Virginia obviously played better as, as a whole. They, they had... Uh, they had fewer rebounds, but they had fewer turnovers, and they had a better three-point percentage and field goal percentage. I, I think this game was played again. Um, I'm surprised this game was only an eight-point win because Caleb Wesson went three for 11. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that is not too great. So yeah. I think that if this game was played again, that they would probably get demolished. Maybe you'd agree, maybe you wouldn't. Um, but uh, this was definitely it's, – it's interesting um, that the game turned out this way. Uh, any, any last thoughts on, on this game? Yeah, I mean, overall, I think just Ohio State had a really bad shooting night. I still think they're probably the better team, if I'm being honest, even though I'm a West Virginia fan. Um, so Ohio State, I still think they're a really good team, one of the top yeah, five teams are. in the country. They are. Just a really a bad shooting night, I thought. You know, yeah. every every team has this off happens. nights. happens to the best of us. Um, okay, so uh, we are going to go into our next topic. Oh, wait, no, no, actually, I am wrong. I am wrong. Yeah, we, we got one more thing to do. My fault. Um, we are actually going to go into our all-college basketball decade team. Um, and so we're just going to say who we think would be on the perfect college basketball team in terms of players that played in college basketball. So let me give you an example, okay? Zion Williamson's not going to be on my list because he played one year. He was great, but I want to pick players who are great college basketball players, like historically great. Like, like consistency. Well, yes. Like they, they had... They, I mean... A non-one-and-done. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not saying you can't pick a one-and-done, but I'm saying let's try to pick players that are... Uh, I will not be participating. Yeah, yeah that's my... <laughs> yeah. will not be participating in this one, but Trevor and I will give our teams... Uh, Trevor, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? It's up to you. Um, I'll go first on this one. Sounds good. So I, I had a tough time, um, particularly with the forwards. There were many that's, great guards. I was going to say that my, that my tough thing is the center. Yes. 
So I didn't really pick a like a center per se, but um so here's my team. I had Frank Mason, Trey Burke, Jalen Brunson, Doug McDermott, and Frank Kaminsky. Um now, first of all, Frank Mason, he played four years at Kansas. He was the national player of the year for Kansas. And they were he was just so successful. He was a great leader. Um, and he was a great player. Trey Burke, obviously he had like the great performance against Kansas, the great run all the way up until the, uh, loss to Louisville in that championship game. But Trey Burke was great as well. Um, he played, I believe two years. So Frank Mason played four, Trey Burke had two. They both had great statistics. And then you have Jalen Brunson, another na national player of the year, national champion, Frank Kaminsky, who was another, he also was a runner up in 2015. They beat actually that 38, no Kentucky team. They were the lone loss. And then Doug McDermott is the obvious choice. If you don't have Doug McDermott on your first team, your first team is wrong because Doug McDermott was the Wooden Award winner three straight years, which is insane. Um, I believe he averaged 25 points per game twice, maybe three times. I'm not too sure on that. But anyway, that's my first team. All right, so um, my first team's a little bit different. I, my, my tough thing was the, the big men. I, I think there was guards that were good. Um, he, he, here's who I would have. In, in no particular order, Jimmer Ferdet would be definitely up there. Uh, Buddy Heald I have up there. He was there all four I, years. I considered Buddy yeah, Heald, yeah. I, I think Buddy Heald was great. I mean, he got that 46-point game against Kansas. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, Frank Mason, of course, and Doug McDermott. I just think collectively these guys are the, are the guys that I, I think were five of, the, of historical college basketball players. Well, I don't think really any of them. I mean, I guess Buddy Heald <coughs> maybe. Uh, Frank Kaminsky still in the NBA. Uh, but Buddy Hield's the only one who had kind of a he's he's, he's good. I like Buddy Hield a lot. He just signed oh, yeah. a big contract. I think he's improving like just a lot more. In yeah, general. no, I agree. The, the Kings are like really not bad. Just quick quick remark on bad. that. Um, but I I think besides him, none of them had like great, you know, NBA careers. Um, but I I think those five are the ones that I would put at the top. Um, so let, let, let's move into college football. Um. And I think the state of college football is going to be kind of short just because we're at the end of the season here. Um, and I know we have a lot to talk about collectively um, on uh, the Ohio State game in particular um, and the games that happened yesterday as we were recording this on Sunday. Um, so let's kind of just get right into it. State of college football, what do we think about how college football is right now? I think it's in just so good a position for the most part as college basketball. I think from a overall standpoint a big thing that i have to take into consideration is the college football playoff i think this is the first year since maybe the first year it was introduced in 2014 where legitimately the top four teams were in there wasn't this ucf drama because we were undefeated i mean every year i except for the first year and this year i feel like in the college football playoff there's always been that no you know discussion of the fourth spot or does the number three deserve to be a two vice versa but I think this year they got it completely right and I think that's a major deal for college football because in college football you can see the tier level where one LSU Ohio State Clemson even from last night Oklahoma yeah they were the fourth yeah. seed but Al Joe Burrow could have done that blindfolded it looked like yeah but and, and even by his statistics yeah I I think college football is at a good point. I, I actually kind of agree with you. I, I think it's similarly college basketball. I think college basketball this year is really, really great just because of the parity. I don't think college football quite had that, but I don't think football as a whole is ever going to quite have that because it's. I think college basketball, is, it's so easy to win on any night in a sense, if you guys get what I mean. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's kind of hard to explain, but how, like, I mean, a team that's way worse than another team could, could easily win just they're playing better that night. 
football, it's a little bit different. It, it's just there's progression of games. Not everyone's in at the exact, like, like you know, just for example, you know, uh, uh, Joe Burrow's not in every single snap. He's not playing defense. So I, I think it's hard to impact the game in that sense. So I think it's it's the same thing as, like, if anyone tells me, oh, this is the greatest football player of all time, I'm like, well, you can't compare a receiver to a to a middle linebacker. It's impossible. You can say who's the best at certain positions. Whereas in, like, basketball, I think you can say, oh, LeBron James is the best player alive because that's No, we a can fact. say that. You know, we can definitely <laughs> say that. That's what I'm saying. We can definitely say it because that's a factual. Don't, there's Sorry, no Trevor. reason to even interject. You're too you agree two to with one that? on this one. Don't you agree with that? I, what? No. Okay. With LeBron uh, being the greatest player. I'll give you that, that Dwayne Wade is the best. Hold on, my, my position on this, and I have been consistent with this, is that I did not see Michael Jordan play live. So I don't I think cannot, that even matters. I don't I think cannot, I need to see LeBron. Or I cannot play decide live. between the two of them when I barely even saw Michael Jordan. So I'm not going to make a selection. I think those are the two best. All right. But <laughs> let's, let's get back to college football. Making a pick. I, yeah. I will make a pick in that situation, <laughs> and I am correct. So I, I think as a, as a whole, I'm, I'm happy with college football is. I wish there was an eight-team playoff. That's the only knock. I, I would love to have eight teams where you have the five major conferences each get their team in and three at largest. So a UCF, when they complain, they don't have to complain. Um, you look at this year like a, uh, a Boise State who is pretty good. A Memphis maybe can be in there. Uh, you look at teams like uh, Alabama. You look at teams... Um, kind of like that that I'd love to see maybe even like a Florida who's like an eight who's done well. Um, you put those teams at, in as uh, at-large bids um, and you can designate. I don't know necessarily who would you designate what, but you definitely designate those five and then the three others at-large. Maybe one of them would be a non-power five or two of them would be a non-power five. However you decide to, to divvy it out. If there's not a deserving power five, do we put them in? Do we not? I think there's a discussion to be made with that. But as a whole, I, I'm happy with college football is I like this season a lot. Ohio State was not projected to be as good as they were. I don't know how, but they weren't. Um, and so I'm happy that something like that happened. Uh, Oklahoma is another team where they were projected to do well, but they didn't do quite as well as they uh, were supposed to do, and they ended up playing well at the end. Um, however, we do see there's a big disparity between um, the uh, Big 12 and every other conference that isn't called the Pac-12 <laughs> between Power 5 schools. So as a whole, I'm happy with it. Uh, do we have any final comments on the state of college football? Yeah, so generally college football isn't my favorite thing, but I do think this season was a really good one and compared to you know the past few. I do like the college football playoff, but I do agree with you that I think we do need an 18 playoff. Yeah. Um, and, and I know people who will you know disagree with that will say, well, no, you're going to go to eight, and then you're going to go to what, 16? You're gonna no, keep I, I think eight but is the perfect number. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Think I, I think eight is the perfect number. I think it would allow for you know teams that are still like – Alabama and Georgia, I think those are two teams that both – I mean, maybe they have a shot that maybe they could win it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, LSU's really – they look really good right now, but you, you never know. So I would like to see teams have more opportunities. And as we already have established, the college basketball is my favorite sport because they have a 64-team tournament single elimination that gives so many different teams it opportunities. It's great upset. And it's one of the reasons why they have so much parity, which yeah. in, in any sport, I and love parity personally. The thing about it's tough to compare this to football because yeah, it's yeah. impossible to do that in football. Right, right. Which isn't what we're asking for. We're not, we're not yeah. out here asking, saying we want a 32-64-team playoff. That, that yeah. just would never no, happen. No, no. It would never end. No, it's football. It's it's completely different sport. You, you couldn't do that, but I think eight would would be a good number and um so i would like to see that i also like that we're slowly progressing and i think we see this in both college football and basketball where we're seeing um top like really good teams like in different conferences play each other like in the first week or second week of the season i think we're seeing a lot more of that and that's something i really enjoy when you have like i don't know like if you have an, like an ohio state that plays like a, i don't know a florida and like one of the first 
yeah weeks of like of the season like i i want more games like that and we're starting to see a trend in both college basketball and college football toward that so i really enjoy that yeah, I agree to an extent. I like that take a lot. Um, so let, let's go right into the semifinal games that happened yesterday. Um, I We got a lot of Ohio State fans around. We live in Ohio. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. We're just going to be honest here. You guys are annoying. Really annoying. Calm down a lot, okay? So let's get into it here, okay? Ohio State had a rough game. They didn't win, all right? There was two controversial things. Um, so, Trevor, did, did you pick up on the, the two controversial things? Did you see them? Yeah, so the the thing that Ohio State fans yeah. think was a fumble, yeah. and then the, the, um, the targeting call. Yeah, the targeting so call, let's, exactly. Let's, let's just start off with the very first thing. I want to start with the targeting call, because I, I think I have an interesting take on targeting. Um, it's going to take a minute. I'm going to go on my, my nice little rants here, okay? Um, I think targeting is broken in college football, and truly the NFL. Well, do they have targeting in the NFL? I don't know if it's all bad. I think they got. I, they, I don't. They, th- they have targeting. In there. the NFL, I don't think necessarily targeting. They, they have something. I, I think it might be the NFL. Looks, we'll say for later about the NFL. Um, but basically, I think it's broken. I think they need to adopt a system similar to the NBA. And let, let me let me explain. There was two targeting calls, targeting uh, penalties called last night. The uh, obviously the Wade targeting call in uh, the Ohio State game and the targeting call um, in the Oklahoma game. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the Oklahoma game targeting, go watch it. You'll kind of understand what, what I'm talking about. In the Oklahoma game, it was a blatant, malicious intent. That guy went for basically a blindside block and went up at his head with his helmet, knocked him well off his feet. That is clearly targeting. It was right for him to be ejected. That is the right call there. Now, by rule, what happened in the Ohio State game was targeting. I don't care what you Ohio State fans have to say. That's what it is. It doesn't matter if he ducked down. While that is, you know, a little, you know, whatever. It's, it's interesting that he ducked down. Darius, or whatever, Sean Wade cannot lead with his head. That is blatantly what targeting is. He led with his head forward and knocked him, okay? Yes, it went into his head. Yes, he probably dipped down a little bit. It's the same thing if he hit the neck area, which he probably would have hit if it was this normal. You can't lead with your head. You just can't. Or you got to go low, okay? He could have went low with his head, and then it wouldn't have been targeting. By rule, that is technically targeting. I don't care what you have to say. However, I think that's broken. He should not have been ejected. He shouldn't have been. The targeting call should have stood, but he shouldn't have been ejected. So what I think the NCAA should do is adopt a similar system to the NBA with their flagrant foul. I was just thinking about that, to be completely honest. A flagrant one in the NBA is not an ejection. It's a technical foul. And like targeting, if you hit someone with your helmet, the crown of your helmet, you should be penalized. You can't do that. Okay? You should be given the 15 yards. He should not have been ejected, and I will agree with that. Okay? It was not malicious. And I think the two determinations, if it was malicious and if it wasn't. If it is malicious, like the Oklahoma game, that guy should be ejected. It's sad these, these kids shouldn't get ejected. They're just students. But Sean Wade did not maliciously intend for that to happen. Okay? He did not maliciously intend. So I do not want to hear any Ohio State fan tell me that wasn't targeting. That is literally more what, what, that's what targeting is. You lead with your helmet into a player in his neck and head area. It hit his head area. He led with his helmet. I do not think he should have been ejected, though. And really quickly, adding on to that, I know I'm not the biggest, like I said, football fan. You were talking about how with the flagrant, there's a flagrant one, flagrant two in the yep. NBA. In the NFL, am I wrong, or excuse me, not in the NFL, college football, am I wrong that if there's a personal foul, you get one chance before you're ejected? Um, Just in targeting. Or was it... Or was there's there no a, other foul that you get thrown there, out for, unless it's like unnecessary, like, unless see, you punch a guy. See, I thought there was at least you get two warnings Unnecess- for unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness, you get, you get one warning. Right. You can't get two. So the college football clearly can put something like this into place, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I would not say targeting I, is, is rough. You right, targeting is obviously have, different. Oh, you right. strike one, strike two, you're right. Out. Yeah, but it's not like, you can't do the like same, that. The same, 
there's at least ways where college football can be compared yeah. to the NBA or another sport yeah, in that, in that rule sense, where yes. there are ways to kind of work around it while trying to keep it as fair as possible yeah. on both sides. It, I would be, It's like, tough to because you, these guys cannot lead with their heads. So in, in my opinion, and really by rule, it technically was targeting. That, that's what it is. But the thing is, he should not have been ejected. I and, completely agree. There's accidents do happen. You, I mean, players go forward with their heads, with their har- arms feeling forward. And if he hit his stomach, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. Do you think targeting could be something that, not even college football, but the NFL also looks at now, like with the Saints? They definitely have some targeting call. Well, they now have, you can review calls right, like that. Right, right. Do um, you think that's something that would Every possibly... targeting call in, the, in college football gets reviewed. They all get reviewed. But the thing is, is by rule, if you hit him in his head with the crown of your helmet, it's targeting. The thing is, is I think there's severity to the targeting, and that's what I think that should be denominated. It's that's interesting. where it's more of a gray it, area. It's interesting though. because we literally had two that happened in the same night in different games where one was super malicious. The guy went blindside and went up into him versus the one that happened where Sean Wade went and sacked Joe Burrow. And you need to protect players like that. You have to. So I think that's why there needs to be levels of the targeting. Up the penalty to 20 yards for the, uh, the level one targeting. Don't throw him out. The f- next one, do it 15 yards and throw them out. That's what I, something like that. Obviously, logistically, you might want to change it up a little bit, but that's my opinion. Joe, Joe what did you think of the targeting call? Okay, so I like your idea. Um, the only problem I have is that, like, I feel like the refs still, when you try to determine malicious intent, intent I feel like there still will be inconsistencies and you're still going to have people that are outraged. So I think that's where it becomes difficult because how do you exactly determine what's malicious and what's not? I think that's what we really mm-hmm. need to try to clearly state i do like the idea i think we should do that but how how would we we i think they need to figure out a way so that they can clearly lay out and define what's malicious and what's not so yeah, that's my only I, I agree and this actually kind of leads nicely into uh the second call because uh if you look in the rule book for this second call it's very cloudy you don't really know yes so uh we're gonna kind of move forward into mm. the uh the second call that happened in the ohio state game um where there was there was a fumble um, but it caught, got called back because they call it an incomplete pass. Um, so yeah, I went first last time. Trevor, do you want you want to go first on this call? Did you you watch this one? Yeah. So this one, and it's it's so I, odd. As soon as I watched it, I was like, "That's a fumble!" Like you know, like instant reaction. It just looked like a fumble. Um, and the rules, yeah, as you said, very clouded. I I don't know off the top of my head what exactly the rule states. Um, but really, like it, it clearly seemed like a fumble. It, it honestly kind of seemed obvious to me personally. Um, they made the wrong call, and um, it, it's very unfortunate. I I think that the again, like when you have rules like this, they need to be clear. It, they need to be defined so that everyone understands them. And you need to have like obviously, and I'm sure they already have these things, but. Everyone needs to know, all the players and coaches need to know, like, what constitutes each penalty. And it needs to be very clear and defined. And that's, you know, my opinion for both of these calls. Like, it needs to be defined. It needs to be clear. Um, so y- here's kind of my take on this. I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm a little biased, I guess, but I, I don't really think I am. Um, so he- here's kind of what the NCAA rule is. And here's what it says to, to catch the ball. You need to maintain the control the ball long enough to enable the player to perform an act common to the game. So why I say it's cloudy is I don't know what that means. Does that mean he pivots? Does that mean he turns up field? Because sometimes they don't do that. Does that mean he brings the ball in? So that's my question here. So in my opinion, this call is an I don't know call. I truly don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this call because he didn't make a move. He didn't even bring the ball in. 
Now, some Ohio State fans, this is when I call you guys annoying. Ohio State fans were like, oh, he took three steps, but that's not the rule. It's not about steps. No, You can go look it up. It has nothing to do with steps. No one said anything about steps. And in the NFL, you have to make a football move. So I think in the NFL, I think that would not be a catch because I don't, I don't think he made a football move there. He couldn't even bring the ball in. The one argument I think is valid is you see him grab it and kind of move it up a little bit. And I think that might be considered some type of a football move. So in, in my opinion, I don't know. I don't know what the right call is here um, and w- what it should have been. Now, one questionable thing is in, it's very interesting. It was called as a fumble and a touchdown, and then they reversed it. You have to be 100% sure. 100% sure that that is the call. I am not 100% sure. So in that sense, it should have stayed a fumble and a touchdown because I do not know if that is the correct call, but that's what they called on the field. So you got you to gotta keep the same energy. You got to do what's called on the field. So in my opinion, I think it should have stayed a call for that reason. Um, and I, I think it should have been a fumble and a touchdown. But just for that reason, I don't know if it is necessarily. And if you look in slow motion, it clearly looks like a fumble. If you look in, in a normal speed, it doesn't look like a fumble, okay? That's the truth of it. Now, here's something interesting where I think the problem is you have two rules that collide. I think the catch rule would have to be changed in order for a, not necessarily a new rule, but for a better ruling of whether it was a fumble or not. In the NFL, you've with the Des Bryant catch mm-hmm. as or not catch still to this day, yeah. kind of kickstarted this whole what's a catch, what's not a catch. There has to be a, a definitive line where if you are able to make that catch, what's then classified after that is a football play. Yeah, and that's that's the where it doesn't. It's cloudy. It doesn't where say if it also comes to a point where. I know the NFL is two feet down, uh, NCAA is just one foot, or as you saw in the first half with the catch by the Ohio State receiver, I totally forgot, he just had to have his hand down yeah. and bounce. Which was interesting, that was an interesting call Right, too. exactly. So that's where I think the catch rule would have to be modified in order to have a more definitive line in that rule. Because you see plays in the NFL now where players catch it, but it doesn't matter. If the ball touches the turf, they don't, yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. You're, you don't have possession, technically. It's already yeah. hit the ground, which is where you're not going to have a defined line mm-hmm. of possession, not possession, things like that. So that's where I think the catch rule might have to be changed or modified yeah. in order for that fumble rule, is it or not, to be a little more clear. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very interested in the sense of um, how they had enough to change the call. I don't know if it's a catch or not. I, I can't possibly tell you it's a catch or that it isn't a catch. It's just, it's so close. And by rule, the maintaining long enough to make a football play, he, he had the ball for like a second. Like, I mean, that's not enough time, but... But it, he technically it, catches it, it looks and like has a possession. Catch. And if yeah. you look in slow motion, it for sure looks like a catch. If you look in, you know, normal speed, it definitely doesn't look like a catch. So it's... I have no clue what you could possibly see. I know that the ESPN rule experts, he seemed kind of like an idiot. Right, because he was saying, he was saying in slow motion... He was saying he didn't turn up field, but that right. doesn't matter. That and does, he was also yeah. saying, you know, you can't classify this... As a as a as a football play because you can see in slow motion obviously he doesn't have the the time when you look at it that slow, but that's where I was saying like again he catches the ball he has possession. In that case, you know there's no there's mm-hmm. no line there. I I think it's interesting if they if you, if this is if they come back and say hey he didn't have it long enough to advance it was one second. 
maybe that's an okay argument, but I don't know how you change the right. code. That's you my would, big thing. You would have to almost make it so that a catch is classified as a football play. Yeah, well, in that case, you can't possibly make that. Right, then there's, right. Then there's no rule right. on it. But it, it's going to be very interesting going forward to see what these refs say because that, I mean, that was a big play. That would have been a big play. The thing is, is that I don't know how much it changed the game. Maybe momentum wise, it would have. But the they, fumble they definitely went, did not have. Well, they a went bigger and scored. Impact. They went and scored down the next drive. They got the ball back. They Clemson didn't score. They went back and they right. scored. So I, I don't know. It, it's tough. I mean, who's who's going to know? Yeah. Any any <laughs> final thoughts on this before we get to the championship game? Anything. All right, we'll, we'll no. move on to the championship game uh, because it's very exciting. We got LSU, we got Clemson. Um, let's let's just make our picks and we'll go on to the next one. Unless you got something to say. No, no. so I am picking LSU as okay. obviously I'm a Ohio State fan and Clemson loss. However, as Brandon was saying, a lot of biased Ohio State fans are annoying, and whatnot. I believe that if Ohio State did win this game, it 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 didn't matter who's winning this game. I think LSU has it comfortably. Mm-hmm. After the performance last night from Joe Burrow, there's a clear reason why I said earlier that there is a difference between one, two, three, and everybody else. Yeah. Just strictly because of yesterday. Yeah. But I don't know. It, the only interesting thing would be is if Ohio State did win, it would have been Joe Burrow playing against Ohio State. Yeah, it would have been and interesting. Yeah. So it would have been very interesting to see if defensively they're saying they know his tendencies. Offensively, he's saying he knows defensive tendencies or whatnot. Yeah. The whole storyline is there, but... You know, credit to Clemson for obviously pulling out a game plan after getting demolished in the first quarter. Yeah, I, but LSU, I think I'm is very, 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 it. very impressed by LSU. He, I, I know I've been uh, talking up Ohio State the whole entire year about how I think they're the best team, and I still do to an extent. Uh, Justin Fields was obviously not 100. percent He did not run nearly as much as he normally does. Dobbins was hurt in the second half. I, I think if those guys were healthy, they they probably would have pulled the game out. Um, but uh, LSU, I think, will will win handily. Also, sorry, one quick thing to say. I'm very interested to see the plane surface they are playing on for the championship game because I saw a lot of slipping and sliding yeah, yesterday. That's been known. The Arizona and, field has been known. Right, and that's not... Yeah, it's, it's at the Super Bowl. Okay, and right, that's yeah. not me saying Ohio State could have... Because I think, yeah, I think that's Dobbins, been a big thing for years. Right, because I think if Dobbins on his second long run was on Ohio State turf, he's scoring. I don't know if you guys saw that it's, play. It's been a really well obviously thing the surface happens, is, is but, different for both teams, but it's just another factor to go into the game. Trevor, what do you what do you think? Yeah, you know, I've been saying that LSU is the number one team since they beat Alabama, and I think they are. I think they've proved it again and again. They uh, scored 49 points in the first half against Oklahoma, and if they wanted to, they probably could have put up like 80 points yeah, against Oklahoma really, in this game. They could have put up a lot of points. Um, now, I think Clemson can score on their defense. I think they can at least hang with them a little bit. But at the end of the day, I don't think Clemson's defense can stop Joe Burrow in this offense. So uh, I think that it's going to be tough. The, Clemson's definitely going to have to try to like run the ball a lot and try to keep possession, try to keep the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. Uh, but if not, I, I think LSU wins this. I don't think it's like a blowout because I think Clemson's a very formidable opponent. But I do think LSU will win this You know, by 10 to 14 points in that range. LSU is the best team in college football. All right, so moving along to our all-decade college football team, and we're going to pick who we think was the best team of the decade. Um, so I'm going to start off. I'm going to go pretty quick and sweet here. I think it's the 2014 Ohio State team with uh, literally every single player ever on it. I mean, I think we had uh, Joey Bosa on that team. We had Ezekiel Elliott. Literally, their starting quarterback got hurt, and they went in and won. Yeah, I mean, third string, Cardell Jones. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I'm, I, I'm very impressed with that team. That, that, that's my best team. Uh, Trevor, who who's your best team? So I went with 
2011 Alabama. This defense was insane. Uh, this is the year they had Trent Richardson in the running right. game, and they could just possess the ball, and then it was very hard to score on their defense. I mean, they had Dante Hightower, a player um, I'm a big fan of. I like Dante Hightower a lot, and they were just so dominant. Um, their one loss this year came to LSU, but then mm -hmm. they uh, played them in a rematch in the uh, – BCS National Championship game and shut them out, 21 to nothing. So I have a 2011 mm -hmm. Alabama. Can, can we talk about the, the, the coaches on that roster? I'm looking now and seeing this. Obviously, Nick Saban, head coach. Uh, offensive coordinator, Jim McElwin, which ended up being Florida's coach, and now he's at Central Michigan. And their defensive coordinator, Kirby Smart, who is Georgia's coach, of course. Um, so that's kind of insane. Uh, even you look at their captains, Trent Richardson, Mark Barron, Dante Hightower, all guys in the NFL. So that's a good pick. Josh? So not a it? massive college football stand, like I said before college football fan like i've said before but i am going to pick 2014 ohio state uh one being that no one believed they would beat alabama at all because alabama was very good that year as well it's true mm -hmm. and then they go and beat marcus mariota in oregon however i do have a a hot take here if clemson beats lsu in the championship game they would be back-to-back -back champions as well as 24-0 of course which i think might have to have some accomplishment towards beating in this good of an LSU team with Joe Burrow quarterback. What's funny is in the rankings, they were number mm -hmm. one at the start of the season. Mm -hmm. They fell back a little bit after not playing that well against UNC, but it's kind of crazy that Trevor Lawrence, freshman quarterback, back-to-back -back national titles would be very good and very, I think, have that accomplishment as possibly yeah. a top, probably top team of the decade, to be honest with you. Back-to-back -back yeah. national championships. Um... So that's, uh, that's going to conclude that. I, I feel like we had some good teams. 2011 Alabama was a good team for sure. Um, but let, let's move forward to the NBA. Um, maybe not quite as much to say here, but the state of the NBA, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Mm. What, what do you think, Josh? I believe that the NBA has more social impact on the game than any other league okay. in sports, which All is right. why I think it is the most fun and crazy league not necessarily the best structurally but i believe by far the most fun and exciting and crazy league you have nba twitter which is always popping doesn't doesn't matter what's going on like that you just true. you just had Dion waiters miss his own games say he was sick for his birthday party you don't get that anywhere else in any other league <laughs> you are the right. craziness waiters, and oh the impact <laughs> that you're, you're giving him ptsd i'm sorry right right but I just think like the league is is great. I think that unfortunately we are kind of weaning out of the LeBron era just a little bit and seeing this Giannis Luka Doncic yeah, type we, league, mm -hmm. this fast paced three point and running good league, which has changed the league dramatically. I think it's in a a good spot. I mean you're seeing a lot of kids now. Un I hate to say it, I don't like that point guard out in California, for the Golden State Warriors, but he has changed the league massively for the future because you have all these kids. That is saying, I don't care how tall or how short I am. If I could put up threes, then I could be in the NBA. And I think that's just a more fun league. Yeah, I, I'm not quite as high on the NBA as you. I think the NBA has a lot of flaws. Um, it, there's some great things about the NBA. I love a lot of aspects of the NBA, but there's some things that are rough. Um, I think the first thing is the season's too long. The season's way too long. Uh, two games is too much. And this is why I love the NFL oh. so much, because I think they play such a great amount of games. Um, which we'll talk about the state of the NFL coming up here soon. Um, but I, I, there's too many games. Uh, we got this midseason tournament they've been talking about, which we're going to talk about in a minute here. We'll get to that. I'm sorry, but that was the only one thing I was going to say bad about the NBA is I think that would 
be horrible. Well, we'll talk about it in a little bit, what we think. I, I, I think there's some interesting points about that. I think logistically it's a rough one. But um, additionally, a, um, uh, we have some issues with the players are starting to gain a lot of power in the NBA. I think maybe at the point that it's too much, um, I don't quite know. I, I love that the players have a lot of power, but it's it's becoming an issue where Kawhi Leonard just sits out a whole year of the Spurs because he doesn't want to be there and then goes somewhere else. And then uh, you see Paul George who's like, I need to leave this team. And then they just get rid of him right away because they're too scared he's going to leave after one year. So I think I think we have some it, slight issues in the uh, NBA with players. This didn't used to happen 10 years ago, um, You know, maybe to some extent, but not like it is today. So I, I think there's some minor issues um, that we have. Trevor, what do you think? So I like that Josh brought up the um, the social impact that the NBA has. And it, it does have a big social impact. He's absolutely right. Um, the NBA by far is, I think, the best. Or I mean, I mean, other leagues, you know, there are some elements where they can do a very good job as well, but NBA is the best. Um, you know, obviously LeBron in, in so many numerous occasions, and, and this is what I like so much about LeBron, not necessarily his talent on the court, but all of the things he does off the court. And you have many players in the NBA that do that, so I like that. Also, the NBA has a huge advantage with the rise of social media. I mean, NBA Twitter, as you mentioned, you know, and Instagram and Snapchat, and, and just the rise. And the NBA, I think, takes full advantage of that. Um, and you have NBA players who kind of, I think, more than any other league, they go on and they re- reply to fans and stuff like that. And it's there's the so much content. With KD and yeah, yeah. You get Joel so and much and entertaining content from it's the NBA. There. There's like fun drama. It's not like anything like too bad or like it's 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 just kind of like fun and good you know, banter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good banter. You have like. Um, I mean, like, rat battles, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just, like, a lot of random fun stuff, and the NBA is a great league for all of those things, and I think with the rise of social media, that'll help. Now, I agree with Brandon, however, uh, that the season is too long. Many people don't watch the NBA regular season. They just, mm-hmm. you know, follow on Twitter, maybe check box scores. They don't actually watch games until the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. And, the, and um, this ticket sales are going down, too, yes. which is, is definitely an issue. And ticket sales are going down. So there are issues. I don't think they're, like, huge. I think the NBA is still doing very well. But it is doing well. These are well definitely issues they need to address. Load management being another one. That is another big um, one. That they need to address. So the NBA overall is doing well, but they definitely need to really, obviously, and they are. They're taking um, some steps to try to, um, you know, get toward the issues with, obviously, the midseason tournament, which we will talk about here soon, being one of the mm-hmm. potential things they're talking about. Yeah, so before we move into kind of Christmas Day games, uh, um, which were interesting, I think, uh, kind of let Trevor go on a little rant here about Christmas Day games. Um, I want to point out that LeBron was named the number one athlete by the Associated Press of the decade, and I, I don't like this one. Uh, would you like to know why? Why is that? You want to know why, Trevor? Because he's Why? also not number two, three, four, five. No, no, no. He he deserves to be number one, but not of the decade of of the last five million years. I think he deserves to be uh, I, number I, one. I don't know if I would agree with that. I I, I, I think that's true. Shaking fan. my head. I I think LeBron has been the greatest person on this earth since he was born. Athletically, you have to give a big shout out to Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> except except but. besides LeBron, we could put Cristiano too. I actually don't think he was even a runner up. I I can't remember. I know Usain Bolt was in there. I can't remember everyone, but uh, let's let's move on to the Christmas Day games. Trevor, what do what do you think about the Christmas Day games? I don't have a lot to say about them. I don't think they were overly interesting. Um, so Christmas Day, other than the playoffs and opening weekend, is when I really watch NBA. I watch like the opening weekend. I watch Christmas Day, and then I watch the playoffs. And honestly, I, I don't watch a ton of other regular season, mostly because I'm busy with school and work, so I don't have a ton of time, unfortunately. But um, I did get to see some of these games, and um, the Sixers and the Bucks is the one that really stood out to me 
because it um, reinforces what I thought at the beginning of the season, that the 76ers have too much talent, and I think they will be the best team. I think they're the best team in the East still, even though their record may not say so and their play may not say so. I think they have the most talent, and um, we saw that on full display against the Bucks. Joel Embiid was at his best. He's been inconsistent this season, but when he's at his best, the 76ers are the best team in the Eastern Conference, and that's why I think they will be in the finals this year. Um. So, yeah, I don't really have a time to say about the Christmas Day game. Josh, do you have anything? I think this is the first time I haven't watched a Christmas yeah, NBA I, game in a long time, well, and that's I, not necessarily <clears throat> for like a specific reason. It's just that... LeBron isn't playing for the Cavs as well. I, I, I watched the Clippers-Lakers game, and that was the one that I picked up just because, you know, it's LeBron. But Right. that's uh, I did tune into that, yeah. obviously, because to see LeBron. LeBron. Um, but let's move forward in the midseason. Well, well, wait, play? I, I, don't, I don't want you to get away with this, okay? Because <laughs> in this Lakers-Clippers game, LeBron did not play very well. He, he didn't play his However, He did not play very well. And usually, LeBron, in Christmas Day games, in any big games, when he knows people are tuning in, he usually has big games. However, in this one, he was outplayed by Kawhi Leonard, who a lot of people are saying is now the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people. Absolute blasphemy. Yeah. But. I also and want to point out, before you go more into this, he didn't have his best game, but who had the only <clears throat> plus score in the starting lineup of the Lakers? I also want to say that I believe this is LeBron. LeBron, but I mean LeBron like, because he's great. I also believe but they, they that they still lost the game. Yeah, they lost, and they didn't even lose by a lot in a game that he did not saying, play well. They lost the game. Kawhi Leonard pretty clearly outperformed LeBron and actually the Clippers which are supposed to be the team with more depth their bench didn't play as well as the Lakers did and the Clippers still pulled this one out However, so I, think I do it's believe interesting uh going forward the Clippers have so many options and I think right now it, it looks like it's going to be very tough See, for the Lakers I, to defeat the Clippers however I believe that this is also LeBron's best start he's ever had to any NBA season mm-hmm. um, which is unusual for him because normally in Christmas he's trying to find all right, who's coming in for a few months or he's doing his little recruiting process that he has done with Cleveland previously around Christmas time and whatnot. But like you said, interesting to see how, how, they'll, how they'll do the do in the second half of the season. Hopefully they obviously do well as uh-huh. LeBron. Right. But. But, but let's move quickly into the midseason tourney. I, I think let's just do this because I don't think we need to. This has been a little bit past here. So very quick, uh, quick little response. Josh, we'll start with you. You kind of already said, do you like the no, idea? I, I think it's a horrible idea. I think it I think it's for the exact reason that Trevor was saying that the NBA is garbage in the regular season. Playoff basketball might be one of the most fun things mm-hmm. to watch. But isn't it it is playoff basketball. And there's however it seems that the NBA is forcing that. And it's that's not about that's a that's I believe point. that if players were I think it's a force for the NBA to force the players to be playing at their highest level for this tournament. So that it gives money, ratings, the whole nine. Yeah, right. And I think that affects the playoffs. Because if you have guys that, I know it sucks to say, guys like LeBron playing in zero dark 30 mode in the middle of the season, right. they're not going to have that in two, three months mm-hmm. you, when so, it actually matters. He, like, who can, who's going to care about winning this tournament so you get a $1 million extra dollar bonus? Well, so the, the rumors, the, those that's are all proposal. rumors. Yeah, that's one proposal. One Some proposal. of the proposals right. is, is there's there's game advantages. Like, you win a certain mm-hmm. amount of regular season games or you get, like, a better uh, seed in the uh, playoffs. And, like, the winner gets a one seed in the playoffs. Something like that. So I actually think there there's some incentives that they've proposed that I think are a neat idea. If they in, 
it is the right pers- uh, incentives, I'm interested. If it's not the right, if it's money, I'm not interested. So what's what's the- an incentive then? Because right. I don't I don't I don't know, know. Where- I don't have all the answers out here. I'm not, I'm not the answer guy. Uh, yeah. But I'm saying if it is You're the just right the incentive. Guy. Yes, I'm just the question guy. I'm just a podcaster out here. But my thing is, if there's the right incentives, I'm interested. Quick quick statement about this. Yeah, so I agree with that. Um, 100. There needs to be the right incentives, and money is not the right incentives. Um, players already make enough money. They're not going to be incentivized by money to go out and put in all their effort uh, for a midseason tournament just for money. So it can be money. I think it needs to be, you know, what what players uh, largely care about most is winning the NBA championship. So how so you need to invent, incentivize them in some way. To show them like, that they can get to that championship. Something that's going to help them get like a better seed mm-hmm. or something that's going to just give them some kind of advantage in the playoffs that'll give them a better chance at the NBA title. And Bill Simmons, he, he had this kind of plan that uh that i listened to on his podcast and it was a system i believe where it almost changed the the standings so like you have your normal wins and losses and then you have the mid-season tournament we have two different ones and and he had one that had the top i believe the top 14 teams in the top one which had obviously like two buys i believe and uh there was another one but the, the point is that if you win the championship, you get like eight like wins. It's like eight wins credited or total wins. So like if you win the championship, you get eight points. So say your final record is fifty and thirty-two, okay, and you win the championship, you get eight wins credited you for winning that championship. So you have fifty-eight wins total. That potentially can boost your seed. Whereas if you say your record is fifty-five and twenty-seven and you come in last place, then maybe only you get, like, one point, and your total is 56, so almost, and you get a lower So seat. almost using the second midseason tournament bracket yeah. almost as, like, a security blanket, yeah. or not in some ways, where you still have to do well in the regular season, obviously. Right. It's not like if you're at 43 wins, you get, and you win the, I mean, if you're some, like, like, if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, you would obviously want to win that tournament. Yeah. Probably it, won't be able to. Right. But, but you, you but, want to. But it, it yeah. would make sense in the fact yeah. that you would put it after the season's over. You right. would then add it. So it's yes. not that it's already middle, guaranteed. Right. Exactly. So that's I, where I think it could be in theory, useful. I'm interested, but it has to be done correctly. And yep. I don't know if it will be. Um, but let's move yeah. along to our all-NBA decade teams. This is who we think are the five best players of the decade. Um, I'm going to go first because I think I have a controversial person in there. Hear me there. Controversial. Interesting. Um, so at my point guard, I'm going to put uh, Steph Curry. Uh, I actually have no hatred towards Steph Curry at all. I don't really, I don't hate the Warriors at all. It's just because the Cavs were good and the Warriors were good at the same time. So no, uh, no, 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 no. Don't, I, don't talk like that. No, I'm serious. Because like, I mean, now the Cavs suck. Like, I, don't, I mean, why do we? And the Warriors suck. Like, who cares? Yeah, just because they have players hurt. But I'm, even if they're good, like I don't care. They built their team pretty nicely. They don't have any players really that they they got besides D'Angelo Russell, who's really not even that great. I was really about to say D'Angelo. So Steph Curry is my number one. Uh, at my two guard, I have Kobe Bryant. Um, and the reason I have Kobe Bryant is, after looking at it, he has seven all-star appearances in uh, this decade. I believe one of those was handed to him on a silver platter. Um, um, and he had four all-NBAs. Correct. Uh, he averaged 25 right points decade? a game. I am in the right decade. <laughs> he averaged 25 points a game, five rebounds, and uh, five assists, which I'm pretty impressed by. Um, at the uh, three guard, I think this is an obvious choice. Uh, very three obvious. guard. You mean small forward? Yeah, small forward. I don't know why I, I said three you. guard. At the three, I got LeBron. Um, at the uh, 
who am I at? Yeah, at the four, I have Kevin Durant. And then at the five, I will put Kawhi Leonard. Who wants to go next? So I, I'm going off the dome here. I totally didn't make any Off teams. the dome, off um, the head. I'm not going to go in any particular order because I'm not like that for basketball. But LeBron is obviously in there. If Hold on, smart choice. Smart yes, choice. Obvi- obviously <laughs> smart choice. He could be any position there. It doesn't matter. Um, I would personally like to go off this list of if I can get them in their prime. Okay. Because if fine. I can get them in their prime, yeah, so their prime I'm having KD, times. of course. I'm having... I am going to put Steph in there as much as I don't like to say it, but he is going to... He is the best point guy right now. Um, I would put Kawhi... No, I already have three big... Or who do I have already? You have LeBron, Steph, and Kurt... Or Steph and... Katie. Uh, Katie. Um, what positions am I missing? I'm not good with basketball. You got what do forwards. I need? You need forwards. Um, and a guard. You need one forward and a guard. Guard-wise... I'll take James Harden. Okay, that's a good one. That's that's uh, probably if I one. if I'm honestly like if I'm throwing in, I'm gonna throw a center. You can throw a center or a forward. Yeah, I'm picking. You I'm, can do small. Ball. I'm picking prime Dwight. Well, it's prime Dwight. Yeah, I, I guess I, early prime, 2010s. He prime was great. Dwight Howard. It's a hot be, take. It's a would, hot take. Would, would I want to point that out. Would be a a twenty twelve thirteen plus machine. <laughs> oh. No doubt about it. I've seen that man block more shots into the third row or more <clears throat> than almost LeBron. <laughs> okay. No Trevor. one is getting in the paint. <laughs> Trevor, what is, what is your all-decade team? All right, so Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant are both incorrect answers here. Uh, they're, they're bad choices. I didn't say mine were right. I'm just saying if I could have them in their prime. All right, so my first team uh, is Stephen Curry, James Harden in the backcourt, and then for my front court, I have LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard. Now, James Harden, um, he, he kind of burst on the scene with the Thunder as a six-man in 2012-2013, and then he really surged once he got on to the Houston Rockets in, in 2014. He had his MVP season. He could have had two, potentially three MVP seasons because he finished in the top three in MVP voting in three different uh, seasons. This year, again, he's going to be in the top three MPV, MPV voting. MPV. MPV <laughs> voting, yeah. I'm having trouble speaking, apparently. But, you know, he's been averaging like 35 plus points a game, so he has to be on this team. Kobe Bryant uh, is nowhere close statistically to James Harden. Uh, and then LeBron, we all know LeBron's on this team. Oh, really? Kevin Durant <laughs> also obviously has to yeah, be on this team. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard, I chose him over alternatives such as Anthony Davis just because I think consistently like he's he's just been, I mean, a better player, obviously. obviously. But um, he's been in the playoffs. He's played in big moments. He's won a finals MVP. He's pretty much well not single-handedly but he's led a team to a championship anthony davis hasn't even made the playoffs yet um outside of well the first round yeah he has, <laughs> that's the point Got, he's right. been out of the first round one time against the trailblazers um but the point is he hasn't advanced far in the playoffs Kawhi has and consistently he's been a better player in this decade than anthony davis yep i'm sorry really quickly if i get two week prime linsanity i'm taking him over that's <laughs> <laughs> a good pick all right, let's move on to our last main topic. This has been a doozy. We're at about roughly an hour and fifty hour four minutes. Well, yeah, yeah roughly yeah. around there. Roughly around there. Um, so now let's get into the NFL, uh, state of the NFL, and I, I'm going to go first because I am so joyful about the NFL. Joyful is the right word, in my opinion. I have never been happier with the current state of the NFL. Now, yes, a little bit has to do with the fact that the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. And the have moment. the league a MVP. Lot, a lot has to do with that. Um, and the league MVP. They, they, they got one of them, too. 
Um, but also because I feel like there's a lot of good teams in the NFL right now. And also, all the teams I despise aren't as good. Now, <laughs> one of them is still pretty good. But um, they haven't done well recently. That is the New England Patriots. I hate the Patriots. I hate Robert Kraft. I hate Tom Brady. I hate their stupid faces. I hate everything about them. Okay? <laughs> the other team Sound that like I hate child. more than the Patriots, that's okay. The other team I hate more than the Patriots would have to be the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and they're terrible. Although, I don't know what the score is right now against the Ravens. I feel like that's something the Ravens I should look beat up. Them. Oh, they did win? Yeah. All right. Good, good, good. I'm very Hot happy Hot take. About that. Tomlin will... Should be coach of the year, by the way. Just uh, Tomlin should not be coach of the year. That's, for what he has, yes. That's a terrible take. Okay. Tomlin is... Tomlin is they didn't even do well. They didn't do well. For what he has? They went, like, what did they go? Six and whatever? What eight and eight. They went eight and eight. What was the final yep. score? Can we have a final 28 score? 28 to 10. 28 to 10? Against backups on the Ravens? Oh, no. Coach of the year. I really hope RG3, after this game, if he played well, which I don't know, gets the Johnny Flynn contract. Oh, should, should RG3 uh, take one more <laughs> spot? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a that's a bold take. Um, but And also, of course, um, a team that I hate just because I hate their fans so much and it makes me so happy to see this team terrible is the Cleveland Browns. Well, it's not, it's not that <laughs> difficult for us to be terrible now, Brandon, but so I don't know how much joy you get out year, of that. No, you're right. You, you but this year, this year, I read an article as we were doing research. And <laughs> literally, the article read, the AFC North goes through the Cleveland Browns. The Browns and it have is, gone through it, enough. It, it, it makes me so happy to see what just happened this year to happen. Um, shout out to my friends Aaron and Chad as you're listening to this. I have a message for them. Okay, you ready? Baker Mayfield sucks. <laughs> he is not good at football. He's doing all these progressive commercials. But basically, let me get back on target. I'm just going to get back on the point. I am so happy with how the NFL is right now. I think we're going to have a great playoff series. There's a lot of good teams in the NFL. A lot of teams that could potentially be in the Super Bowl. And I, I do hope that my Ravens are there. What do you guys think? What do you think of the state of the NFL? I think right the now? only thing bad or somewhat bad about the NFL that I think the NBA has a little better grip on is just player management off the field. Uh, I don't know how many times I heard about Antonio Brown this offseason and how much it just made me want to punch him in the face even more for just being an absolute idiot. And the fact that this player is allowed to bash the entire organization for his own wrong beings. I mean, I believe it was... I mean, everyone else seems to have been following around with all of the rules besides Antonio Brown. Um, and I know you guys talked about him for a while. I know on a few of your episodes, Brandon was very happy to finally be done talking about him. So yeah, sorry I'm talking I, about I, him yeah, now, but I, he's I, just the biggest I'm example not even I have. Say his name. He's just the biggest example I have of why I think the NFL doesn't have a grip on things like that, where he's still mm-hmm. allowed to keep running his mouth, using Instagram and social media or whatnot as, as power to him, which Brandon said, players have all the power now, which in some ways like this isn't, isn't good, but I think that's kind of the only little mm-hmm. problem I have is, is things mm-hmm. like that. I just want to say just one more thing. The article that I read earlier, I'm just going to say the title of it again because it's like my favorite title in the world. The AFC North goes through the Cleveland Browns who went 6-10. and 10. Okay, 6-10. and 10. All right, Trevor, what, what do you think about the NFL? Because your Patriots have been doing horrible <clears throat> the past couple of weeks. And it, it gives me so much <clears throat> joy to say that. This is the first time they've had it for the last nine years, a first-round buy, and this is the first time they won't have it because they can't beat the Miami Dolphins at home. Well, they're always guaranteed to lose to the Dolphins once. That's, oh, that's they guaranteed. lost to them at home. <laughs> well, the Dolphins suck. That's not true, um, first of all. But um, the NFL, I, I think, is in a really good state. I think it it, is. they've done really well. Um, just some concerns. Obviously, like, 
you know, we've been, I think in the past like five to 10 years, they've been making a strong effort to really um, help with these injuries, these concussions, and it will be an ongoing process to really try to lessen these things because it's, it's going to continue to be a thing that, that people will bring up to try to knock the NFL and, and like, you know, issues with like CTE, concussions, and after you retire and, and how players kind of deal with that. So I think it's definitely an issue and definitely an ongoing process yeah. that they need they, to keep uh, Every on. league is going to have its issues. Um, for sure. Yeah, but the NFL, as far as injuries go, I think the NFL is definitely like the one, the one most that needs to worry about things like that. Um, but as far as the product on the field, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I, agree. I I do think there are many great teams. Um, like there's maybe not. I wouldn't call it parity, but like there's no clear great team, which I always like, as I have mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the NFC, the NFC can the go NFC is a lot many of different teams. ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I do enjoy it. Um, there, there's many fun players to watch. You know, Lamar Jackson, he's he's so much fun to watch. He's he, all right. You have a guy like, uh, <laughs> that we're going to talk about in a little bit, James Winston, who's just like so entertaining. Yeah. I'm for, so excited for, to talk about James Winston. For both, I've never said that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> for both good and bad reasons, James Winston is so much fun mm-hmm. to watch. Um, so yeah, as far as my own personal interest with my team, it's not going so well. But overall, I do think the state of the NFL is, yeah. you know, it's right. it's doing well. Really quickly, one mm-hmm. last injection as I keep getting thoughts after i speak right um the only problem i also do have with the nfl we talked about it earlier penalties uh this year they've tried to make it just really black or white especially with i'd say a lot of hits on quarterbacks which the browns have been uh not good with as we've seen recently uh but i think some of the i think it's gotten a little soft to be honest the nfl's gotten a little soft especially with the hits on quarterbacks I mean, some of these hits that we're seeing are happening literally split seconds after the quarterback is releasing the ball, where five years ago it could have taken two, three seconds and a player you know, could hit a player, and it'd be perfectly fine. Where right. Now, unfortunately, I think they're getting a little soft, but who knows? Yeah, so really we're back on the theme of needing clear rules. Right. Yeah, right. Um, it it needs to be better with the clear rules. <laughs> right. yeah. let's, let's move on to a topic I have been very excited to talk about. And let's not try to take too long because we, we are right around the two-hour mark, which is kind of insane. Yes. Do your legs hurt? Are your legs – like I feel like I need to – I literally stood up like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. It, literally just it is what up. it is. It is what it is. I'm having fun. <laughs> you having point. fun with this episode? Yeah. This episode's been fun. Josh, fun of episode? Of course, of course. Um, so let, let's go into Jameis Winston. Here's the question I'm going to propose to the group here. Is Jameis Winston an above-average quarterback? Um, sorry, I'll just go first. Go first, do it. I think that he has shown that he can be an above-average quarterback, but he plays like an like barely as a, an above-average quarterback, probably even maybe even worse. As we see today, he's hit the 30-30 club, which is just remarkable. I think what he's the first quarterback to be first in uh, touchdowns, and interceptions? He's not first in touchdowns. I, or, um, I'm, excuse me. Um, the first for 13-30. Right, right. Um, I thought you were going to ask another question. I think you get the exact same fun out of someone just like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, where he does everything Jameis does, but better, and doesn't throw as many picks. Oh, well, yeah, he, he, with, <laughs> without the mistakes. <laughs> right. No, but um, above-average quarterback, I think he has the uh mentality and game iq of an above average quarterback but his physical ability mm-hmm. and sometimes his decision making doesn't always agree with that he, here's the thing i i think you can teach decision making i'm i'm not appalled by him at all um actually not in the slightest i i'm actually interested in him um i don't think he's bad at all if you're throwing 30 touchdowns in a year that's that's pretty damn good 
I, 30 I like interceptions in a year. I mean, that, but the thing is, is that could be fixed. Throwing 30 touchdowns is hard to do. Not every quarterback gets that <laughs> in, their year, in, their, in their career. Uh, I wonder, is there like another quarterback that did that like in his second year, his first full year of starting? I don't know. Maybe you know. Do you know who it is? I do know who it is. It's Lamar Jackson. But let's continue. Um, <laughs> I, I actually think <clears throat> he is. I know he threw a lot of interceptions, but he throws for a lot of yards. Like a lot of yards, isn't he? Is he leading in yards? Yep. Yeah, he's leading in yards. He threw thirty touchdowns. Was was he at thirty one? Um, I don't know. This isn't updated from it's today's not updated. game. So, so I I think he true. had more than thirty one touchdowns. It's a lot of touchdowns. I think something that Jameis has that I don't think any other quarterback has, and I think it is be his inter, his intercept, interception numbers show it. He has the mentality of I don't care if yeah. I get picked. He has the mentality of I'm going to throw the ball. I'm confident in myself. I don't care. And if I get picked, guess what? I get picked. And that's yeah. what I think not a lot of quarterbacks have is that just... It's that mentality. That mentality of I don't care. Yeah. Uh, so, Trevor, what, what do you think quickly? We'll, we'll get into our, our last little part of the NFL. Um, I don't know if I can say that James is an above-average quarterback. Um, that'd be hard for me to say for someone who's thrown 30 interceptions. That'd be a little tough. He, he definitely isn't lacking any confidence. I will say that. Um, he's not afraid to, to throw it deep, to throw it... He, he, he's very confident in his abilities, and, and that's a good thing. So I do like that about James Winston. Um, however, I don't know if, if I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, there'd probably be a lot of stress and a lot of you know yelling at the TV. So I wouldn't want him as my quarterback personally. Um, he definitely has talent, though. He definitely yeah. has a great arm, mm-hmm. and he can, he can make some really difficult throws, but just as easy as the next play, he can throw – you know, a horrible pick six. So, you know, he's just a fun player to watch. Don't think he's an above average quarterback. He's good for though. the NFL. He's good for the oh, NFL. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I can tell you, it would be great if, like, some team had, like, a young quarterback who's about to win MVP. It'd be crazy if you had that. Your team got that, Trevor? A young quarterback who's <clears> about to win MVP? And uh, future drafts, you know, we're going to be hoping. Maybe uh, yeah, Trevor uh, Lawrence or, uh, you know, Trevor another guy. That would be Trevor nice. Lawrence. We'll see. Okay. So let's let let let's continue forward um to playoff preview. Uh, let's just let's just go with this, okay? Who do you think's gonna win? The Baltimore Ravens, I think are gonna win the Super Bowl. Um, they watching them against the New England that. Patriots. Um, they, they were dominant. Them. They were dominant in the game, and the Patriots made some mistakes, but they were dominant. They have weapons. They have a quarterback who's very versatile. Yep. He's the best running quarterback, clearly, in the league. In history. One of the better. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Michael Vick was really good. Mm-hmm. And if only he like, beat a record against but, Michael Vick. Oh, uh, he did. He did beat Michael Vick's record. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson doesn't have the option in Madden where you can just keep running around the field because they can't touch you. <laughs> uh, I think no one's talking about Madden. Called Man, it's garbage now, so it <laughs> anyway. matter. Continue, Trevor. But anyway, I, I think it's going to be tough to defeat the Ravens. They're going to have home field throughout. They do. Um, the Chiefs now have the two seed, so you know it's most likely going to be the Patriots. Obviously, we have to get past, the, I think, the Tennessee Titans is what it's going to be. Not 100% sure on that. Um, but we're going to have to get by them, which after this we? Dolphins win, it's going to be tough. Again. <laughs> he is completely um, ignored me. <laughs> and, and one takeaway I, I really – Notice about the Patriots in the Bills game is that I thought they played to the best of their ability and they only won by a touchdown. Um, but the Bills are won, good. You're, you're, you're it, knocking. You said this earlier. No, no. I think you're knocking the Bills. No, too no, much. no. I'm the not, Bills are a good. I'm not. Team. I'm not knocking the Bills at all. It's just by experience. It's it's by you know watching the Patriots and and comparing them to past Patriots teams. It, it clearly is lacking in weapons. We have never had 
um, this much of a lack of weapons. Yeah, it's, I it mean, is bad. the receivers we have that are starting would not start on 20 NFL teams. Yeah, you know, 20 plus. The receivers I mean, are off. Julian Edelman got doubled against the Bills like many times. This is a guy that played at Kent State. Now, he's he's had a very successful NFL career, but he's a guy that played at Kent State. He probably shouldn't be being doubled. So that, that says a lot about the Patriots. Um, you know, Sony Michelle's the running back, and he's he's not a very good running back. I haven't been too satisfied with him. And Tom Brady, uh, he, he isn't playing his greatest football anymore. He's getting older. He's 42. It is true. He's not falling off a cliff, Max Kellerman. Don't go too far. It's the lack of weapons that's the mm-hmm. main issue. Um, injuries as well. I do agree with that. Um, but yeah, the Ravens, I think, are going to win the Super Bowl. The 49ers will pose a tough challenge, as they did in their uh, matchup a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think the Ravens have too much talent. So for me, not a massive football fan either, but Trevor will be very surprised, as I think Brandon will. I am actually picking the Patriots strictly for the fact that if you have Tom Brady on your team still, you will always have a chance. The playoffs enhance that. Bill Belichick rises to the occasion like he has previous mm-hmm. I'm I'm not messing around with – I'm not going up against previous. Uh, and I think if you have Tom Brady still, you will always have a chance. Mm-hmm. And they step it up when they need to. And Baltimore and 49ers I think are two very, very good teams, but I don't think either of them will unfortunately stop Tom Brady. Like I said, no expert, but that's just my pick. If you got Tom Brady, you will always have time on the clock. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, he, here's the thing. I'm not scared of the Patriots at all. They don't look good. I didn't say that they I'm also weren't necessarily uh, is a scary team, but like I said, I'm not, Tom Brady. I'm not scared of their defense. I'm not scared of their offense. I'm not scared of anyone on that <laughs> team, really, except Tom Brady, maybe. But really, nothing scares me. Trevor is now my new best friend instead of Brandon. You <laughs> finally gave take. Tom Brady a little credit there. <laughs> well, Tom Brady, as much as I don't like him, he's the greatest quarterback. No, of all right, time. exactly. Yeah, that's, like, that's, I mean, that's exactly where like, I, I see it with Brandon. Too, yeah, yeah, I hate him, but he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm, like, I'm wait, not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. Wait, wait, say it one more time. He's, he's. I want to say he most definitely. Tom Brady's most definitely. But I've said that on this podcast. Need to debate that. After um, seeing with LeBron and his greatness, I've come into the fact that I have, can now appreciate greatness in football since the Browns are horrible. So I appreciate that Tom Brady's so yes. plain. And so, and we, I, again, as much as I hate Tom Brady, you have to appreciate greatness to some of extent. Course. So uh, I hate you, Tom Brady, but you're a great quarterback. Um, so here's here's what I think. I, I'm not scared of the, the Patriots. I'm a little scared of the Chiefs. Um, I, I I think the NFC has a lot of good teams. But at the end of my point here. My team that I'm going to pick is going to name Nameless because I don't want to jinx anyone. <laughs> uh, that's that's horrible. Out. I want to point out, I said this earlier when we he picked He thinks Champions it's the Baltimore the Ravens. I'll say it for him. But well, we did this earlier. My Patriots are the ones he had probably would have done the same thing, so I can't really say it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally on the podcast, a couple of, I did more than a couple episodes ago, I did the exact same thing. I said I will not name and they had a good year. You're, not a, you're, not, you're not a speak it into existence type of guy, are you? No, I'm not jinx the type of guy. I'm knocking on wood as we speak, but... Um, so that's going to be all for our main topics. To finish the episode, we have two kind of neat little things to discuss. The first thing is the best game of the decade. This is not our favorite game. We already, excuse me, we already talked about those. This is the best game of the decade. Who would like to go first? I think this is a really I'll, neat one. I will go first because mine is probably by far worse than your two. Well, as, let's not say worse. As, it's as different. It, it's as, different. Yes, as it is a soccer game now. I had a few uh-huh. Wait, wait, hold on. This is mind. Josh Goes Insane Hour. Here we go. Yes. I had a few games in mind. Not even necessarily soccer. I did have Game 7 of the NBA Finals in 2016. However, I've chosen something that not a lot of you, not even Brandon or Trevor, know. I haven't told them yet. I picked a game, 2011-2012, the final day of the Barclays Premier League, Manchester City versus Queen's Park Rangers. Now, this game... <laughs> I was not expecting Queen's Park. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Now, 
why this game I've chosen is the game of the decade is because as a soccer game, you have absolutely everything. Going into the final game, Manchester City and Manchester United were tied on points, and Manchester United played Sunderland away. Rooney scored a header in the 20th minute to win it, which was expected. However, QPR, who Manchester City are playing at home, by the way, Manchester, Manchester City's at home, they haven't won the league in 44 years, all they have to do is win. They can't tie, they can't lose. Now, on the flip side, QPR is in 17th place right now. If they lose, they are relegated. Right. However, during the game, game starts, Manchester City score the first goal, Pablo Zapaleta, the right back, Argentinian scores the first goal of the Premier League season, fans go crazy, pretty crappy goal. They go into halftime 1-0. City fans are looking happy. Second half starts. Queens Park Rangers, they barely touch the ball. Ball gets played over the top. Jolien Lescott for Manchester City, who's been perfect all season, heads the ball back to the goalkeeper, Joe Hart. But Jabril Cisse, the French striker for QPR, runs onto it and scores. Stuns, stuns the Etihad Stadium. They're tied 1-1. One one. Ten minutes later, QPR player Joey Barton gets a straight red card for Neen Carlos Tevez. Now Manchester City are up one man. Far superior team. But what goes and happens? QPR on the counterattack score in around the 70th minute to make it 2-1. Jamie Mackey scores the goal. QPR are going crazy. They're beating Manchester City away. They're not going to get relegated. They find out that uh, they need a few other games to go in their way during the end of the season, and it happens. So even if QPR loses, which they realize uh, they'll still be in the Premier League, but Man City in the 90th minute, they scored a tie at 2-2. And then in the 94th minute, uh, Sergio Aguero scores after 30 seconds go by of the second goal to win the Premier League for Manchester City. Manchester Aww. United are in Sunderland celebrating winning the title. On Sky Sports, they have the camera of Man City and QPR and Manchester United Sunderland. The news comes in from City or to United that City's won the league. Everyone goes crazy that they haven't won it. The City fans can finally celebrate winning a league after 44 years. After having going up one nothing, being a man up, going two goals down against one of the worst teams in the league, and they win in the last literal second of the game. As a soccer fan, you have every mixture of emotion in this I game. That's kind of crazy. If you, <laughs> I thought we were getting a David Goliath. I know. Yeah. I, I was skeptical. I was skeptical with the whole story, and then the ending was kind of crazy. Yeah, so I, I couldn't pick uh, another game that I had for the decade. Uh, Trevor actually said was the twenty fourteen Champions League final between Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, the La Decima. Uh, yeah. In that game, Ramos scored to tie it in the 95th minute to send it in overtime where Real Madrid would win, but I chose a little obscure game here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy about that choice. That was a really cool story. Like I, at the start, I was like, okay, it's going to be a terrible story, but then you kept on going. I'm like, this it is a great story. It needed an explanation, of course, but um, they, City won 3-2. They won the league. The commentary of that is legendary and will mm-hmm. be iconic forever. Um, so my game I'm going to pick is the kick six game. Auburn, Alabama. I totally forgot about this game. 13. Chris Davis. Okay. We go back all the way. Alabama needs a field goal to win, and they lose on the uh, the return. I mean, I, I thought this was just such an amazing game. It was one versus four. Um, so, I, I mean, it was just, it was just great. Uh, I mean, th- this was a, a year that uh, there were so many good college football players um, in, the, uh, in college football. Wasn't that, that the year after when Alabama was playing Auburn and uh, the Auburn quarterback heaved it downfield, and it went right between the two players. And it bounced back. And it bounced I don't know if it was back. The year was that after, the year before or year after? Or was that the same question. year, a different team? Because that 
that game was, that game was also just yeah. pretty much crazy. I'm not too sure either. I'm not too sure, but that's the game that I think is the best game of the decade. Trevor? All right, so I went with the uh, 2016 College Basketball National Championship between Villanova and North Carolina. This is a good game. Yes. This was when Chris Jenkins hit the buzzer beater uh, three to beat North Carolina after Marcus Page hit like the crazy double clutch three uh, that tied it originally. And then you, you think the game's going to go in the overtime because Marcus Page just hits this incredible shot that had no business going in. And then they come, Villanova comes back down the court. You think it's going to go? Rakido! Yeah, you think it's going to go into <laughs> overtime. And they throw it back to Chris Jenkins. He hits the three at the buzzer, and you the call that and just it's crazy. That's like it, it what, was what, great season, that's what so we wish awesome. Gordon Haler Butler was oh, like that it, ending. Oh, yeah, like, if that shot would have went in, right? Because I yeah. think that was one of the first. Just like that would have been insane. Kawhi was like the first buzzer beater in Game Seven for that was also another honorable mention. By the right. way, that game was uh, that, very all good those well. were uh, good picks. I I, li- I liked all these uh, for sure. Um, to finish off the episode, very, very last thing, we're going to award our small baller awards. Now, um, this is an award of a player who was kind of underestimated. Um, they weren't, Trevor, maybe you can we, go a little bit to, more. We need to define yeah, yeah, this Yeah, yeah, we're going to define this fully so you understand why we're picking what players. Yes. So. <laughs> we're like, we all sat there, we're like, okay, who's going to okay, explain it? Okay, Trevor, so like, basically, and, and I don't think we ever formally, like, uh, said why the small baller podcast is like. Is this the, the time? The Are we gonna do it now? Is. I think maybe we should, but but essentially like small baller kind of represents like I don't know if underdog's the right word, but like you clearly like you you don't have necessarily the talent. You don't really like maybe you're smaller or it's a little bit like a David Goliath type th- type thing. It's kind of like the underdog. I think our selections and, will explain yeah. the category as well yeah, too. Yes, and that and that will as well. And and I think also like. Brandon and I are not very athletic, so that's part uh, of the, let's the, not the put name me that came from. <laughs> let's not put one of us like, in that discussion. Like, we, we want to be athletic, but we're really I not. I see Brandon's no-look that, passes that was part and pickups. Yeah, exactly. Uh, BG on Twitter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no-look passes. Everyone should go watch that video. That is that is an amazing pass. I made that no-look pass. Yeah, but, okay. uh, uh, no, all right. <laughs> so, no, okay. But I, I guess I'll go first because it is a soccer player. Once do, again. We, do we fully explain it? Do we kind of explain it, you I think, mean, to, I, the, to the extent? Or? I think. Do you have anything to add? I mean... I, I guess... Just uh, I guess maybe today is not the, the day that we explain why our podcast is called our podcast. But maybe another time. You know what? Next time Dallas is on the podcast, I mean, we'll explain I, it. I kind of did, but... <laughs> no, you didn't explain the origin of it. But oh, no. yeah. So my Next time you're on the podcast, right. we'll explain it. But ba- <laughs> basically, before you go, it's, it's, it's a person who's who's not supposed to be as good as they are. They, they, they came up... And uh, they were not projected to be as good as they are currently. So, Josh, right. go ahead. So, I've picked Jamie Vardy. Mm. Now, this Explain is a, who Jamie Vardy So, is. Jamie Vardy is a forward from England. He is 33 years old. Is he really that he, old? Exactly. He is 33 years old. He plays for Leicester City. They're the team that had 5,001 odds in 2016 and won the Premier League. He started in 2011. He started in the eighth league of English football. There's eight leagues. There's eight leagues. Oh, my gosh. There's eight leagues. The top four are the ones known, but there are eight tiers of English football. In the start of the decade, he started in the eighth tier of English football. He makes his way up. In the same season they beat, or it's in the same season Leicester win the title, he also goes and breaks Rude Van Nistelrooy's Manchester United record for most goals oh, yeah, Rude, scored. <laughs> for most goals scored in continuous Premier League games of 11. Wow. Rude Van Nistelrooy at 10. Now, current day, he's sitting the top of the Premier League in goal scoring with 17, and he's 33 years old. He is not supposed to be doing this at this level. No. He's still called up for the England national team, which players at 33 normally aren't, unless you're Ronaldo, Messi, etc. 
mm-hmm. he's still doing it. He's not supposed to be here. Leicester City aren't even supposed to be here. Yeah, right. And he's killing it. Pick. He's killed it. He's been killing it ever since. So. It's a good pick. Trevor, your turn. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, a player who I think is a little near and dear to my heart, and that would be Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, who uh, played college football at Kent State. He was a quarterback at Kent State. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 relatively short. I think he's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, small um, baller. I don't so think he's not, that small. Or five, five, he's not, I, think he's, tallest, I think he's like 6 feet. I, I think know. for football, he's small. For football, he's definitely on the undersized. He's, he's definitely under 6 feet. But, uh, he's 5'10", it says. Okay, 5'10". But I'd say 5'8", he's not pretty short. On 6 feet. Relatively I'm, short. He's, he's 6 foot on he's Tinder. He's kind of small. <laughs> um, <laughs> or if he was on a basketball roster, he'd yeah, be listed yeah. six right. foot. Basketball um, roster, he's two twenty six feet tall. <laughs> right. So Julian Edelman, he's a guy who he he doesn't have like the natural athletic ability necessarily, and it's really kind seventh of seventh round like, draft pick. Yeah, seventh round draft pick exactly. And he has Converted done so well, many. Man. He's been involved in so many big games, and he's made so many big plays in uh like the Seahawks Super Bowl. He had like a play where he was like between two defenders and somehow he holds on to the ball after he gets hit by like a Seahawks safety or something. There's so many different examples of Julian Edelman coming through and he's had different injuries, uh, concussions, and he's he's like one of the toughest players in the NFL. Super Bowl and, MVP. Yeah, Super Bowl MVP. And he's, yeah, so Julian Edelman is my pick. Um Maybe a little bias here, but I think mm. nevertheless, Julian Edelman's a great yeah. selection. We're going to continue the bias picks. How does that <laughs> sound? <laughs> um, realistically, I wanted to give this award to Le- uh, LeBron James because I think LeBron deserves every award in the world. That is just <laughs> what I think. While LeBron was never doubted really once in his career, um, he fulfilled that, those bases. But I will actually pick a real pick here. I will, I will do someone who I think does deserve this award. Um, and uh, his name, first of all, before I even say his name, this is a person that is so near and dear to my heart. He's provided me with a lot of joy and not a lot of time of uh, playing this sport professionally. And that is Lamar Jackson. Now, let me explain my pick. Well, this might actually seem like a ridiculous pick. Lamar Jackson was not supposed to be a quarterback. He came into the NFL saying, he's not going to be a quarterback. I'm not going to work him out at a quarterback. So many people doubted the system that they had. Even through college, he was literally only recruited from one team to be a quarterback, and that was Louisville. And Louisville promised him, Bobby Bertino promised him, he said, you will not play any other position but quarterback. That's all, okay? He went to the NFL, he said, I'm only playing quarterback. I want to play quarterback. He goes in, he plays quarterback. Everyone said it's ridiculous. He can't throw, he can't do this, he can't do that. He's only a running back. He told everyone, no one cares, work harder, okay? He sold his merch, New Era Apparel. Go buy that stuff, it's amazing, okay? Little plug for him, okay? Now he's about to win MVP in the league. Literally about to win MVP of the league. He threw more touchdowns than everyone, anyone in the league. He has a higher pass rating than everyone. It's just crazy how well he did. So in all seriousness, as much as I love him, I do actually think he embodies this award. Um, so Lamar, it's well deserved. I think Brent has a little bit of a different definition of small baller than Trevor. <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be good. He wasn't no, supposed no, no, to be good at quarterback. Like so other um, honorable mentions, Fred yeah, Van Vliet. Another, uh, Fred Van Vliet Fred, was another honorable yes, mention. Van he was really not supposed to be great. He's a great um, one. I'm you to can think. it. For a, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas was drafted, he, I mean. He was like 50, what was he? He was the last pick. He was the last pick of the draft. I think Isaiah he's, Thomas He's works. definitely up there. I mean, I know lately he hasn't been good, but I mean, when he was in, like his last two years in Boston, like what, he was mm-hmm. insane. Like almost number one yeah. in scoring, best yeah, yeah, fourth quarter good, point but score. I think that was uh, that was the, the, the man himself, uh, 
I'm I'm forgetting the name of the coach. The Celtics. Coach. Brad, Brad Stevens. Stevens. Thank you, Brad Stevens. I think it was his doing. Well, but you gotta give sixtieth run. Sixty. I'm not gonna give it to you. Was it supposed to be here? Nah. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Hey, it's fun not fact. He did go to Washington. It's not like he was like. I mean, he's small. But I guess it's it's not a bad. Could you say James Harden maybe? No. No. <laughs> James Harden was a high pick. No. <laughs> I mean, six man. Now he's elite. No. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. you want a six man because he didn't play quite as much. But I, I think we'll wrap up the episode mm. there. We're on like two hours and 20 minutes here. This was a long one. What do yeah. you think about the long episode? Did you do it again? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know about two hours and 20 minutes. It was this fun, was though. It was very, definitely fun to try. Um, we're going to skip out on quick predictions today because uh, I think, uh, Josh, you got to head out. Yeah, I gotta, gotta, I'm got going to head out. you got to no. head out here in a minute. Um, um, but to close the episode here, Josh, drop your socials. Thank you so much for being here. No, no, we'll, no. We'll, we don't. I'm, I'm good with this. <laughs> okay, you didn't even want to drop the socials. Everyone go follow Josh Baskin. I'm telling you. No, no, no. Uh, um, Josh, thank you so much for being here. We, we love you being I, on the podcast. I still want to make my quick prediction. Oh, you do? Do it then. <laughs> yeah, do yeah, What's yeah. your quick prediction? Quick prediction. I, I propose the quick prediction to be more of like a decade-esque prediction. Maybe not necessarily something this year. It's not a quick prediction, then. Uh, for me, I would like Manchester United uh, to win another Premier League title <laughs> in the next 10 years. That's my quick <laughs> prediction. They will do it. Like it won't be 30 it. years like the Reds of Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> well, they're about to win. So. Yeah, well, it took them a long time. <laughs> You're so. right. Um, I, I'm going to make a generic quick prediction for us both. We will be back in January. Um, here, let me pull up the date. It's going to be like the 26th. 26th, maybe? as long as you you're, uh, you get there early enough? I will get there early enough. <laughs> I like sleeping, so but I will be there early. Yeah, it's going to be not the 26th. That's, Wait, that's December. That's the day right before we go back. Is it? Is we it go the, back 27th. Yes. 26th, 4 p.m., it will be there. But thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Hopefully you like this long episode. Please send us something. Tell us if you like the longer episodes. We'll make them maybe not two hours, but we'll make them maybe 45 <laughs> minutes. If you guys like them this long, we'll make them a little bit longer. Real quickly, thank you to Brandon and Trevor for inviting me back on. I will yeah, be... Anytime. Hopefully making a reappearance you will. in the studio, in the lab. Yes, in the, in the studio. Lab. You will be able to meet our amazing producer, Max Marco, in the lab. You right. will be there. It's, it, I'm confident. I, we both want you to come back with uh, insane Better voice quality. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, sorry for the quality today. It is on my uh, iPhone 8, so <laughs> we're not. It's better than my success. <laughs> we're not on amazing quality, but like I said, thank you guys so much for listening today. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we, we, we've got a lot of downloads, a lot of listens. We love all the love you guys are showing us. Um, follow us on Twitter at SmallBallerPod and follow both Trevor and I on Twitter. Um, normally I don't give us a shout out like our own. Mine's at Brandon Siegel. I'll What's do it. Shout out Small Baller Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you Twitter? even know your Twitter handle off? You need yeah, to change it. I do. It has way too many numbers. It's got a lot of numbers. It's... Don't even look Trevor up at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor tweets a lot of good stuff. I don't tweet quite as much stuff, but go follow both of us. We're on Apple Podcasts now, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, literally everywhere. Please just go find us. Um, but, uh, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you on January 2020. Yes. In 2020, everyone have a good new year. (laughs) Be safe. Um, but like I said, thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.